meet you in the living room, sitting on your yep. leather recliner that vibrates and probably gives you daily affirmations. Yeah, I have Asian hands to come out and give me massages. You could have just said hands. <laughs> this nigga said Asian hands. Yeah, they have the best hands. Oh, that that's the intro. That's that's the intro right there. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be the one a little short snippet that gets played before the shit begins. Oh, probably not though. Hey y'all, it's a podcast called Fresh. It's me, it's me, it's M-A-P. What up, though? How you doing? What it do? What it is? Once again, my friend, we're back with the best blurb podcast you ever heard. Podcast called Fresh, baby. What it do? What's poppin'? I know it's been a minute, right? It's been a minute, man. Your boy's been going through some shit. Um, like I said, I have a problem with putting my mind to do anything in the sense that whatever the fuck I'm going to do, I do it to death. So, as I've said throughout this episode, and you'll hear it, you know, a couple weeks turns into a couple months, almost a damn year. It is what it is, but hey, here we are. What's good with y'all? I'm back again. Y'all got me. We got Doc. We got my nigga Saint Germain. Got my man Matt. Who I call AKA Matt Finish. The whole say he's so party. <laughs> right, gonna say y'all like that shit. But anyway, that's what it is. Same show, new format, different way of doing it. You know what I'm saying? And my problem was with doing this shit before, and I'm, I'm gonna keep this kind of keep this short for y'all. I know y'all want to get to the meat and potatoes. I'm doing this and I had to change it because of course by all means I want to get paid for this shit. Don't don't get it twisted. The kid wants cho, payola, money, dinero, ducats. You know what I'm saying? But I also gotta remember that doing this has to be its own reward. I have to do it because I love it. And which I do. I love testing myself. I don't really brag or say a lot of shit about it, but nigga, I do this shit entirely by myself, and I don't mean that Doc don't help. What up, Doc? I don't mean that my nigga Jermaine don't help. What up? Or even my nigga Matt. But I mean the mixing, the editing, all that shit is me. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if all y'all know how to do this or try to do this. All this shit. It's not easy. It ain't hard to me, but it's not easy. Even going through all the, all that shit, I, I fucking edit that shit out. I try to make sure niggas don't never even hear me taking a fucking breath. If I can help it. You know, I'm not even trying to sit here and, and pat myself on the back, but I hear other people's shit who's out here. Who 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 are on, and I hear the quality of they shit, and I'm like, oh, I turned it off. My audio file, I can't help it. But even with that being said, my problem is this, man. You got me, you got Doc Dre, you got my nigga St. Germain. And I was talking to him, and it's just like, dog, nigga, we, we are like elder blurbs. 
You know, like on Mortal Kombat, you got the Elder Gods. And I say that in the sense that, nigga, where we coming from, the points of view, all this shit that we got, I don't want to use the word wisdom because it sounds like I'm sucking my own dick too much. But from the amount of information that we have, that we know and the experience, nigga, very few will understand how we're judging and rating shit. And I have to understand, for a lot of people, a lot of these young blurs out here, I'm not from your school. I'm not, and I come across fake trying to cater to you. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we were the kids who was, you know, like me, I was the nigga singing whisper songs and fucking Bobby Womack and shit. And they wondering, what the hell does this eight-year-old know about that's the way I feel about you and shit like that? I ain't never been in love, but I felt that shit. Nigga, you know, we come from the age of when you started reading X-Men, nigga, if you couldn't answer the fucking questions from the old heads, they just said, get the fuck up out of here. I was the one kid sitting there with fucking 18-year-olds and teenagers because I had the knowledge. You know? I don't have to go through that like we had to. Nigga had to actually read. You had to buy the shit. You had to know somebody. Hope your older brother or your cousin was reading the shit so you can go in and read their shit. Wasn't no Google. Wasn't no Wikipedia. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even saying that sounding salty. I'm happy y'all niggas got it to where y'all at. I'm happy y'all got digital comics. What up, Kingdom Come? Check that out. Still black comic. I'm waiting to read it. I'm waiting for it to drop. But yeah. So, I gotta. Rem- I had to remind myself of what the point I'm coming from. And... Like, we, we go into some shit. We talk about the new Dragon Ball Super episode. This is part one of a two-parter. I, we giving them the riot act. And I'm hoping what we can do with a podcast called Fresh. I want this to be something that you can come and you listen to and you know it's a fucking valor of substance. Eventually, if not already, up an echelon. You know what I mean? And this is what I'm striving to bring to y'all. We not gonna be. I'm not gonna be trying to do once a week no more, because the problem is I'm, I'm, I'm up here competing with a lot of these other people. And I'm not complaining. You got the people with the machines behind them. Then you got all these young motherfuckers. I ain't no spring chicken. The kids 39. Not old, but I ain't young. Got five kids and a wife. I can't post shit and compete with these motherfuckers. I'm not trying to, because when I do, what happens? I neglect my shit, and then my I, I, I'm looking like a dumbass. You know. So with that being said, I'm dropping once a month. We're gonna get y'all a super big condensed. We looking at a two, maybe three hour show. And I'm gonna, you know, on the internet and stuff, chop it up and give it to y'all. And if I was advertising, I'm trying to treat it like a family guy episode. You and three other people are gonna be talking about the same episode with different parts. Y'all see what we got coming together. Sorry for the wait. I hope this episode makes up for said weight and check it out yo alright I'll let y'all in a minute it's me it's me it's M-A-P there, there, there we go I was about to um... alright well let's let's go it's me it's me it's M-A-P once again my friend it's your boy Miles I'm a Deus Prawa back again my friend with the most blurred podcast you ever heard Podcast called Fresh. And before we get anything, if you know if I'm here, 
If you know my stank ass is in the building, you know my homie is here. The man, the myth, the legend. My man St. Germain, what's up? What's going on? Been a long time, uh, Matt. Nigga, it's, it's been a minute. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. The nigga suggested we take a short break, and I overdo it all the time, and here we are. So, things have happened, um, you know, life. But we're here to talk about some movies we're going to review. Um, this habit I got called of life is getting away and getting ahead of me. But we're here, so we're going to start with... Uh, which Dearly I Dearly beloved. <laughs> Coming together for this thing called life. life. We're going to be together That's about a long time, but I'm here to tell you. There's something else. The afterlife. Where else you going to get this shit at? Nowhere else, man. But anyway, so we're going to start with the fun. And then we're going to, because this is going to be chopped up anyway, so it don't matter. We're going to start with the fun. And what, what do we do best? We, we shit on things. And um, righteously shit on things. You know, being the elder blurs that we are. So we're going to start with... Um, I'll let I'll tell you what it is, and we'll let my man Jermaine pick what it is. Which one we go first? It's Dragon Ball Super Hero, and nope, it's the first two reviews we're gonna do. So I'm gonna leave it to my man. Which one would you like to start on first? Uh, the bad. <laughs> so you wanna go? <laughs> oh, not the worst, the bad. Okay, so you wanna go? Yeah, with... I didn't say ugly. I said. <laughs> So that's nope, I'm assuming. That would be nope. Okay, bet. All right. Um, my man, who is the Jordan Peele, did it. I was kind of interested to see it. I was wondering, and I was worried because I had expectations. And I kind of felt that he, which it ended up turning out to be, had no intention of fulfilling anybody's expectations. And I kind of get it. But... I don't know. I was looking forward to it. I don't know. I didn't know how he was going to come with it, but it just uh, just I knew it was going to be interesting at the very least look good. What you think, man? Uh I mean, coming from the other movies, well, I haven't got a chance to see us yet, but from Get Out and his previous stuff cuz like he even did like Twilight Zone. Yeah. Like the new modern Twilight Zone. I knew he he has definitely a, a new eye and perspective on things, but um, I know that this wasn't his usual place where he goes, so I think that's why he he couldn't like knock it out the park like he did with the other ones. Yeah, because of the, the film studio he was with, with on this one. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But I, I, I was a lot of people went to go see it. I was wondering before I seen. I seen a lot of bad reviews. Just people who I know and we both know on the book of face, but. But then I hear other people who like it. They're like, "Oh, it's beautiful. It was awesome, man. You gotta, you gotta look at what he's trying to tell you when he's making an observation of moviegoers and our expectations and what we want like in movies and how." And I'm like, "Damn, that sounds way deeper than I could imagine this movie being." Yeah, it's a, it's more of a meta thing about it. Yeah, yeah, and basically, uh, of course, spoilers ahead. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Um, but you come here for that. Huh? But they come here for that. I know. We don't want them to complain. You know. It's yeah. like if you go to Golden Corral, I'm pretty sure you're going to be unbuttoning your pants for a reason. Yeah. I mean, you know, they know what they want. But, of course, just in case we have to assume there's some people, this may be their first time. So, First time getting spoilers or the first time hearing about Nope? 
First time hearing our hearing like us, our podcast. Oh, right. You know, so I like we we both like to think they're all smart enough to already be on it. You know, but yeah, you know. So basically, it's about uh, I forgot they got my man from uh, Get Out and uh, Black Panther. There you, Kalua. There you go. See, man, sleepy and does this shit. He, him, and his sister. Uh, what's that girl's name? I can't remember her name for shit right now. Kind of. Kiki Palmer. Yeah, Kiki Palmer. That sounds like. Do you read the credit? I I struggled to make it to the credits, but we'll deal with that later. Mhm. But yeah, and they live, I think, out in like Oklahoma, and they have a, a a farm, and like their acting, I'll give you this, was was I thought it was it wasn't like groundbreaking, but it was solid as fuck. You know, basically. Well, when usually you have a only maybe four leads of course their acting should be superior they're getting all the lines yeah so basically i think kiki palmer didn't play nothing too far from herself and that's not a hate you know she basically you know but it was interesting just i'm happy to see black people when they had my man from um this spawn's voice for those who know he was their dad and um he's he, David. This is why this nigga is here. This nigga like Spock out here. But yeah, Keith David and he eventually for some reason dies at the beginning of the movie due to something. Hold on. I gotta sneeze, pardon me. Ah! Woo! Hmm. Shit. Ah! God bless you. Thank you. I get in trouble with wife because I don't never say bless you. My dad always thought it was stupid. He was like, nigga, bless me when I'm not sick. Don't bless me when you think I'm sick. But anyway. So usually the first sneeze is a sign of a cold. True. Oh. <laughs> Dang, I'm mad. Then I had to sneeze after he said that. But anyway, they sell horses. Or they raise horses or whatnot. And basically, no, they, they train they, them. They raise movie horses. Yeah, stunt horses. And um, they fight their father unexpectedly dies. And um, so they're like, that's the that's like at the beginning, like the, the beginning of the movie. So when they really start, they on hard times because... They not getting, I guess, the, the whatever it is. They're in hard times. So, like, the brother and sister, like, again, I said I like the chemistry between them. It was nice. But then again, I think for two actors of their caliber, which I'm not saying they're the best, but they're not bullshit. You know, they're not C-list, I would say. I'm sure you would say otherwise. But, um. Like I said earlier, I mean, when you only have four leads, of course they're going to get all the good script. Yeah, so they they did their thing, and then um, the brother is selling the horses. What he what he trying to do is sell the horses to the uh, to uh, this dude who's like a childhood star, an ex childhood star who's grown up, and now he runs like a uh, like what is it, like a fair type? Not a fair. What would you call that? Like a rodeo? A uh, theme park? Yeah, I, yeah. You don't have to have you don't have to have rides to be a theme park, do you? A theme part means they use a theme, and cowboys are the theme. Okay, all right. 
Good point. When I just think of theme park, I think of, of rides. So, but you're right. You can be a park with a theme theme park. <clears throat> so he had he's selling them to him, and he's doing it with the intent of getting the money, getting their stuff up, and getting buying the horses back. But and it's funny because when he sells them to him, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be able to buy this horse back and blah blah. He's like, uh, yeah, sure. So well, he knew that they, you know, he even though uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead, I can't remember his name, um, Stephen, you Yin, yeah, Stephen Yin, yeah, um, I know things. I did a thing. <laughs> Look at me. He's a celebrity. He knew that uh, he has his ear to the ground, so I'm pretty sure he knew about what happened with the uh, horse at the uh, shoot for that uh, commercial or whatever. Yeah. So he was trying to... Lowball him. He knew once he got those horses that they wasn't going to be able to buy those horses back. Yeah. Because uh, the main guy was just trying to stave off like the mortgage for the ranch and stuff like that so that's why he's trying to sell some of the horses but long story short um his father was was killed by accident they thought it was shrapnel from an airplane and they found out it was a buffalo nickel that killed him which is odd no symbolism uh huh. Buffalo soldiers. Okay. Uh, okay. I see. So he's trying to. Okay. I get it. See, I wouldn't even think about that. Okay. So it ended up penetrating and getting lodged in the skull, which killed him. And that's what came up with all this whole dilemma. So, fast forwarding uh, into the uh, movie, um, there's all of a sudden some strange occurrences and horses start disappearing. Yeah. And they don't know why. They figure like somebody is spooking the horses and then the horses are disappearing. But one night they end up stealing one of the horses from uh Glenn. Yeah. And then they had like the little flags on it and some unknown phenomenon which they changed the name of UFO to I think it was UAO a UFA or UPA or somewhere like that a yeah, UFA. UPA yeah so all of a sudden it sucks up the statue and the flags are stuck inside of it so now they kind of have like a, a tail to see whenever that thing is supposed to be coming yep and they go through all these different things um you know, they go through paranoia. They even have, like, these little kids dressed up as aliens, which was, like, one of the uh, other good parts of it. Yeah, look Which is, like, a creepy as hell. Them little kids just folding up and coming out yeah, after He them. socked that boy dead in the face. <laughs> I'm surprised he ain't knock his, uh, break his jaw how hard he punched. That boy should have been out. Like, I said, and he was upside down, he should have been out. Down goes Frazier. Yeah, Down goes <laughs> but that, I like I did like that too. I was uh, subverting your expectations, and I'm like, dang, it's about to go down. Like, nah, not yet. I thought that was kind of cool. And like, we're not gonna get into every single detail, but basically, it's this alien presence, and it, it needs to eat 
And long story short, basically, uh, in order to target somebody, it has to look at them in the eyes like a reflection of the soul. Mm-hmm. It sees their eyes, and then that's how it knows that it's uh, a meal, basically. So they go through all these things. They get all this equipment. They get like the best photographer in the world who can catch anything. Um, and long story short, basically, like I said, we're not trying to divulge all details because we still, I feel that it's a good movie, but it's something that you got to just go and see like maybe on a Sunday. Yeah. It's not like a Friday night movie or a Saturday night movie. So you go in to see this and then basically they have to defeat it. So now they go through this thing where they have to entrap it and basically use a fucking hot air balloon in order to kill it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, they had pointed out that I think he was saying his dad had been trying to tame it prior to all of that. And he was saying, like, what did he say? Oh, no, not 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 tame it. They called it a jean jacket. Because that was Kiki Palmer's horse that she was supposed to train. Yeah. And they couldn't train it because it was too wild. Now, I thought he was talking about, so the, he he talking about the monster. I thought he was saying, like, that he, his, they think his dad knew about it before or something like that. They were saying, like, and they thought he like he had some kind of deal with it or whatever. But you can't say, what did he say? You can't have no, you, what did he say? You can't be friends with no predator. You got to mess up, whatever it was. But, yeah, I think they said something about that. Maybe it was just me. Yeah, they were saying it was jean jacket he called it jean jacket because it was something they couldn't tame ah because that was kiki palmer's horse yeah because she was that she wanted to have on her own and she got mad about it and that's what started the the rift between the family i I thought the movie was okay Uh, a lot of good shots i mean it, it i mean you think about it if you go into that thinking it's going to be like controversial and all that stuff like that, then this is not the movie for you. You got to go in with an open mind and then you could probably see it and for what it is. It's basically a metaphor. Basically how uh, um, the basically social media. This is my perspective. I'm not sure because, you know, you take everything is subjective okay. basically what art is so to me i think basically what is a metaphor is is for social media because hmm. the ufo at the beginning looked like an eye yeah it kind of did so with it being an eye it always is looking for new people yeah and when people are using social media, they're consumed by it, basically. Mm. So that's what I take from it. Because going through all this and stuff like that, they they get swallowed up and spit out. It's like mm. the grinder of social media slash being a celebrity in Hollywood and all that stuff like that. So you got to be careful when you're in the presence of the the eye of the beast. Mm. That's an interesting take. I, 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 that's a very interesting take. And I was taking that shit purely at face value. 
But mm-hmm. I, I he like he said, you know, I think it's a it's a good date movie. Um, you know, but I don't think it's a good alien movie. Um, by any means, and if you're going to see it because with the expectations of it being an alien movie, you're gonna be disappointed. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody went to go see that movie thinking it was gonna be like aliens. Well, I thought it was gonna be. Some, I thought it was gonna be like more extraterrestrial shit. Like I thought it was gonna be an actual spaceship. With things in like it. probes and stuff. Well, I, I don't I didn't I didn't say probe. Just meant like I don't know. I guess I get into the beef I had with the movie. It was cool. It's just after a while, it wasn't really a reason. If this thing is like, it's hiding behind clouds. Not even about to get into the fact that no planes have seen another. But then I can also understand that you could be in a certain spot in the world where no planes go over there. Perfectly understandable. But, yeah, they're basically in the desert. Yeah. But my thing was, it really did, like, it wasn't cognizant enough to hold a grudge to keep attacking these people. I did like the one scene when the, uh, my man, uh, uh, oh, well, but you know what? Go back. Before I start shitting, I will say this. I like the scene they had of this monkey that was going ape shit, messing people up. And I like how they, they alluded to it for a while. Then they eventually sold this, you know, and even though they had to have a CGI chimp, which I'm not going to nitpick about because you don't really want to have a chimp training, you know, to do that. But no, they, they did pretty good with Planet of the Apes. Touche. Okay. But it was all right, you know, as far as the CGI and stuff. But I thought that was a pretty cool. I was like, it was really, I must say really, it was kind of dark. And like at the end, you know, he went for the dab and the boy was scared. And he thought about to dab the monkey up whose fist is soaked in blood. Then gets his brains blew out. But like, again, that part that goes back to he was doing it on some Hitchcock shit. And Hitchcock was never really on no gore or brutality type stuff. It's like uh, you were saying uh, before about it's about um, um, suspense. Suspense. Man, it kind of, it kind of had that. But my thing was, I really, it just, it didn't. It's like for me, once I found out it wasn't a ship, I was like, ugh. And then like, I'm like, okay, I don't know. Maybe it's something like, I don't know what it is. Then it's like it starts attacking them and doing. I'm like, it had. If it's, if it's not cognizant, I don't think it's something that's cognizant like that. It's just a being. Why would it just go after them? Oh, that's the creature of habit. Mm. It's yeah. like how we check every day on our social media. Oh, because because they fed it. Mm-hmm. And then, but even with that, it's okay. I guess, and that's with the way you said, I kind of get it. But outside of that, I'm thinking like, nigga, it could go to Africa and eat all the time. If it can fly and stuff, why is it staying right here? But then I guess right around the time I was thinking that it ate the, all them people. At the uh, at that uh, theme park, mm-hmm. because all the eyes were on it. Hmm. Ooh, I did you all right. And I will say the scene when they was getting sucked up—that was quite disturbing to me. As somebody I don't like type spaces, and that shit was very claustrophobic, a phobia and, and inducing, or whatever the correct phrase of that is. 
Well, when you're being digested by something, of course it's going to happen. Yeah, it's just, that's, you know, it was just messed up. Like, you couldn't even kill yourself. It wasn't enough space to do nothing. I mean, you can kill yourself. I mean, just when they were showing them, like, they didn't even have enough space to put move their arms. Yeah, they did. Remember, they were pushing against it. It was just, I'm not going to say it was a disturbing scene. It's like a crawl space, basically. Yeah, a, a plastic. Like the air duct or something. Yeah, a very, very, very narrow one. But then it's like, when I found out, it's like, all right, again, spoiler. The shit was like a big donut. And it was just stupid as hell. Like, it, it would come down and suck everything up. And then when I realized, like, I'm thinking at least put eyes on that bitch or something. Like, that would be disturbing if it had eyes and stuff. But then at the end, it turns into this big, elaborate, crazy-looking, like, I don't know, some kind of monster that didn't do nothing extra. It didn't really hurt anybody else. Nobody else saw it. The military didn't show up. The police didn't show up. Nothing. But, yeah. Well, they showed up late. You know what? They Remember, did. The police did show up at the end. In order to have radar, it has to be so high. And that was the other thing, too. Whenever it came around, all the electronics would die. Which I'm like, what? But it's an alien. We can't say what it can't do. But, it and could I'm, be radiation. Yeah, so you really can't say that's not possible. But for me, I would say on a scale of, 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 of one xenomorph out of five, I give it a two and a half. What say ye, Shank? A xenomorph. Yeah, aliens. So you call it aliens, then? Well, the second one is called aliens. Right. So if you give it a two, would it be aliens? <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I guess so. What, what, what say ye? I give it. I give it a two point five out of five. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's watchable, but it's not something to hold your attention for very long. Or watch again. I mean, if you it's watchable. Because unless you... There's something wrong with it seeing a second time because it has different meanings. So. Okay, all right, all right. Would you, of course, you would add it to your, your collection, wouldn't you? I wouldn't buy it on, I wouldn't buy it on Blu-ray. I'll probably rent it. Or get it on, uh, get it used. Yeah. All right. Uh, used means. So it's not that bad. It's just don't don't let them hype you up. Because they're right. hyping it up. and it's, it's Oh, no, it's going to be hype because everybody wants their money. Yeah. But don't go in with expectations that are hyped is what I'm saying. You'll be let down. And with that said... Move on. Well, you know what? Let me before I finish. Before we finish, is there anything else you would like to say about this review of Nope? Nope. Hey, I pitched it and he knocked it out the park. Anyway, moving on, we are reviewing the Dragon Ball superhero movie. I had no expectations going into this and then 
Somehow I was disappointed. Um, this is the part where we come in being the OGs that we are. And it's like my man Jermaine tells me all the time. Dude, you can't compare shit to what it used to be. It ain't gonna ever be like it used to be. I'm like, damn, you're right. But, yeah. It's, this is a... It wasn't pretty. But that said, what, what thoughts do you have, sir? What, what did you have going into this before you watched it? Well, I mean, I had high hopes from this, the show. When I saw the show, I kind of was thinking that things are going to be better. And the last movie was decent. Yeah. It kind of was. So I hope. Yeah, I feel you. Well, this one is um, it's it's so bad. I I don't. I'm probably not gonna remember all of it. It was very forgettable. I thought the first of all how it looks. It looks okay. Like again, I'm an old head, so I like hand drawn shit. And it looks really good. Like as far as like it looks like a cutscene. Like it looks like what we would sit when we were little, you know, playing PlayStation 2, like, nigga, this is what video games going to look like in the future, and this won't be a cutscene, this will be actual gameplay. And the shit looks smooth as fuck. It's all computerized, you know. But I also think the downside of that shit is when they start doing the fights, the action is mainly what suffers due to it because they can't, the frame rate isn't as, as good. They can't really, you know, when they show a fight, it's like, you know, They'll show it from each person's point of view. They can't do it like they used to. You know, when they're ah, all the super fight, hit, hit, hit fists and punches and shit, and it'd be spinning and all that stuff. It can't do that now, and it's just real simplified. But it looks shiny as fuck. Well, it's the mocap. I think we were spoiled from the older cartoons because they were exaggerated. They were hand-drawn, so they had to exaggerate the motions. Hmm. Maybe that's what it is, because it's just, it's just like, even with the last one they had with Broly, I liked it to the end. And it's like, the thing that made me mad, and I guess like you said with the mocap, the smoothest part of that shit is the part that showed the clip with Goku was like, you know, being light on his feet, hopping around, you know, moving his neck before he fought. And everything, nothing else in the rest of that shit was as good as that. And like, even with the Broly fight, I got pissed because it was just like, flashes of light so they didn't really have to have actual fighting i was really disappointed but yeah i guess like you said this is the future there's nothing we can do about it it's now more about getting shit out consistently opposed to having quality you know well if you if you're young you probably ain't worried about all that stuff yeah you know i'm pretty sure they're not that's why i was saying like we the ones who do they don't Because, I mean, with all the motion capture and stuff, it's not as bad, but sitting still, I mean, it's beautiful. But when you start yeah. adding in other stuff. Yeah, if it wasn't a martial arts uh, anime, it probably would be dope as hell. You know, but the plot. The plot was like, I, I which it really had me interested because in, it involved the Red Ribbon Army. I'm like, I'm all for it. Because we used to laugh about how this nigga Goku got up one day was like, the Red Ribbon Army must be stopped. Who's going to do it? Nigga, me. How? I'm going to kill all the niggas who run that shit and then proceeded to do that shit. But 
which I think, and I, I don't know, but I hope this has some ramifications for Super. And I'm going to start reading the manga again, because like you were saying, Super, I own the whole set. The only part I don't own is the filler part. The filler, uh, season of filler, I don't own that shit. I don't fuck with filler. But other than that, I own every season of Dragon Ball Super, like the end. Once I realized it was never going to top what the fuck we used to watch, I just have to look at it and take it for what it is. I enjoyed the hell out of it. You know what I'm saying? But, it, you know, but with this one, it starts off with um, the guy who now runs Red Women Army, and they're talking about how, which I thought was interesting, how these niggas was flipping shit, went like Red Ribbon, my all. Uh, pharmaceutical and this and that so he was always getting money he was just waiting then I guess who was that Dr. Jerose what was that grandson or great grandson uh, yeah Dr. Pedo as in pedo <laughs> it's funny because it's not but uh yeah and uh, he, he thought he was gonna be who thought he was gonna be a superhero even though he was in prison and he just killed like maybe who knows how many people in prison but but he doing that to be a superhero but he killing people in prison and not only that he resurrected the dead with the android technology yeah and then he got um he, he made two dope androids, which I really, when I saw the uh, design of them, I was interested. I'm like, oh, shit, I want to see this. You know, they look cool. It wasn't looking like nothing before. But, so anyway, these two dudes link up. And they like, we about to be about that shit. We got to, and I like how he flipped it. Like, yo, we got we to gotta get Bulma. Because all these strong niggas fuck with her. And these niggas is aliens. And she's being controlled by the aliens. And so we got to take out Baltimore and all them niggas. So they was going after all the niggas and then, you know, the Dragon Ball Z fighters and shit. Oh, and as another side note, he made a superhero to fight against the evil, I guess, Boma Capsule Corp or whatever. But the thing I don't understand is, did they forget about Saiyan Man? Yeah, because nobody said shit about that nigga. In the Cell Saga, nobody knew that was Gohan, so they should still be trying to figure out, if anything, he should have modeled him after Saiyan Man. Wow, I'm looking straight through that plot hole. Right, because I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'm not sure how the ages go, but when Gohan was around that age, he was a teenager. So I think Dr. Pedo, or Pedo, was supposed to be at least a child because he uh got his college his doctorate at 14 according to the movie or whatever yeah so he should have been looking up to say a man if anything but you know that's they were never known for uh continuity so you can go ahead with it's just a little side note that i was thinking about which i greatly which i greatly appreciate and uh hold on a second just got a text from the missus Asking me to bring her chocolate. I better be better. So anyway, they team up and they're trying to take all these people out. Piccolo and is like, hey, Gohan, you need to get your shit together. You being a whole bitch out here. 
<coughs> being no, weak as hell. He wasn't saying being a bitch. He was saying, how come I'm being a bitch because I have to pick up your kids while you do a fucking research paper? Yeah, that nigga was like, yo, can you bitching me out right now, dog? I'm supposed to be training. And they was like, can you watch, uh, what is it, Pan? Can you watch Pan? Nigga was like, Pan. I'm supposed to be training. Okay, here, we'll, just, we'll drop her off with you. And this nigga like, yo, this shit ain't cool, B. So, he getting mad. And I guess, uh, how did he found out doing something about these people or whatever? And no, they came and attacked him. Yeah, they yeah, they came and attacked him. That's what it was. And they whooped his ass. And it's, I mean, it's a Dragon Ball plot. And it's a movie. It's not going to be that good. So we're not really going to judge it too harshly as far as... Oh, we're we going to judge the fuck out no, of it. No, no, I said How the fuck we going to have androids? <laughs> oh, yeah, they dog. have to shoot a pistol to shoot fucking energy beings when you have fucking androids 17 and 18 or fucking the thin line between humanity and fucking machinery. But then you had these fucking cape crusaders with no fucking nose shoot fucking laser beams out their pistol. You you are right. I can see if they looked humanoid, you'd want them to shoot from a gun from a laser beam. But yeah, they, they were obviously not human. And then you have Android 17. Where the fuck is he? That nigga, was, that nigga I, was out, dog. He was kicking. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, they used uh, Dr. Jerome's old technology to build them with his own little spin of things. I understand that. But they weren't better than 17 and 18. Not really. They weren't even better than the original cell. Oh, God. Oh shit! Oh shit! This nigga sell. We gonna come back on this bullshit surprise. Oh yeah, we coming back to that. Yeah, we so, coming. I'm saying we coming back to that shit. So Piccolo, now I'll give you a little break. Piccolo goes to Bulma to try to wish because he doesn't know how to unlock his potential because Dende isn't old enough to do that. So he goes to Bulma to wish for the Dragon Ball, which now the Dragon Ball does three wishes. Uh, yeah, they, 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 yeah, I think he made it so it does three wishes now. Right, he he, he powered it up, um, but he can't unlock somebody's potential. No other Dragon Ball you could do three wishes, but he can't unlock Piccolo's potential. Wasn't in the Mickey so, ones? Couldn't you do like two wishes or something? I think it was like two. That's yeah. why they went to Namek. Mm-hmm. But uh, the guy on Namek was older than Dende. Dende huge. made it to three. Yeah. I guess that oh, nigga just sweet. Uh-oh. Paradox. Danger. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. So he goes to Bulma. They summon the Dragon Ball. And he gets his potential unlocked, which becomes, I guess, pickle color? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming He goes so. from cucumber to... Like marinated pickle color. It's so dumb. Yeah, and then Bulma uses the other wishes to fucking do a Brazilian butt lift and uh, face implants or whatever the fuck, so she could look younger. So they wasting the fucking uh, Shen Long to do fucking plastic surgery. Like she ain't got enough money to do that shit. Yeah, like she's not an inventor and and like a billionaire. Yeah, so they doing all this wasting. Which I don't understand. Like, see, this is where logic comes in. Mm -hmm. 
she gets the Dragon Balls and uses all the wishes on trivial things so nobody else can use them, you know, for yeah. ill will and stuff like that. But they they can't do something like solve world hunger or something like that. Make it so there's no stillborn babies for a year. Or maybe grant all the humans fucking key power so they can protect them themselves instead of it always being fucking Goku. I'm gonna need you to listen, clean out your desk, get all that fucking logic and rational, get the fuck rationing, get, get the fuck up out of here. That, that's what I'm saying. I, that's where logic starts coming in. You're going to use it on fucking Brazilian butt lifts instead of trying to solve the world. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff or they could have done. They, they even said it. It was like, how come you didn't wish Goku here? The nigga Goku, and Goku's not there. He's, he's what is he, training? In, yeah, uh, he's on Weiss's uh, planet with uh, Beerus and now. So. Yeah, and Vegeta, and they're training. Yeah, and they even said it was like, "How come you didn't wish Goku here with one of the wishes?" And then she was like, "Well, how come you didn't say anything?" But that's just classic Dragon Ball Z, you know. Wimp, wimp. You know, a zany quote-unquoteness. So, as they say, uh, plot device. They can't have Goku and Vegeta do it because they'll fucking wipe the fucking floor with any fucking ad- adversity that they was going to present in this fucking movie. If they were if there, half of sense. the dialogue would be gone. Right, half the movie would be gone because as soon as they would have instant transmission and fucking power instinct, he would have killed anything. So these all them niggas had heads. Oh, niggas are scrapping. <laughs> That's all they would have been. Instinct, my bad, not power instinct. <laughs> yeah, that nigga would be like, "Oh, we scrapping? Okay, bet." You're strong. Let me show you how strong I am. Yeah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> I like the niggas Vegeta and Goku's ultimate new ultimate power was like. Oh no, we jumping niggas now. Like before, they wouldn't fight on, on the team. It's like now, like no nigga, we'll, we'll, we'll whoop your ass. They had mm-hmm. to get to this level to be like, yeah, we'll beat your ass together at the same time. But so the thing, of course, is everybody knows this. This movie is 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 uh, for going. There has to be. There has to be a big bad. Ah oh, yeah, so they got the um. Then the whole thing between Dr. Jerome Jr. and the dude from the Red Ribbon Army, he keeps saying, like, nigga, we should bring Cell back. How about we make Perfect Cell? You know, he can do Perfect Cell now. No, no, not Perfect Cell. What was it again? Cell Max. <laughs> Cell Max. Did you forget that? Did you not watch the movie? I told you, my brain was just like, we just, we just gotta make sure you remember the bare minimum. At this was, point, it's just the hamster being drugged on the the damn wheel. Yeah, I'm just, it's just, it's not even squeaking anymore. Just, just, so, but yeah, and it's just, oh, this movie was just. After a while, my brain was just like, and I was just watching it like, oh my God, Jermaine's going to hate this shit. I cannot wait to hear this nigga shit on this I I so hate it. I so hate it. And then you, I mean, I have a fucking laundry list of fucking gripes about this movie. Go. Listen, I'm not hating on them. I know they got to make their money. But how the fuck do you have sale, the equivalent of Godzilla? Why would you make him bigger? If he was already strong enough, just as a regular. That's the Power Ranger dude. school of thinking. That's the Rita Repulsa school of villainy. 
if he doesn't you, win regularly, make him bigger. You make him bigger and you make him into a dumb Godzilla type. Like Shin Godzilla with laser beams coming out of his skin. That's ultimately. Like, as soon as they turned that nigga on, he was the highest level of angry. He could, like, be right. alive and infuriated. <laughs> it's like they made him into Brawley. Mm. All he do is just laugh and, and yell. That's Cough. all he was doing. Cough. Cough. That, yeah. It makes it so dumb that they did that. And then... If he's supposed to be Cell Max, he's supposed to be better than Perfect Cell. How come he can't absorb the androids like previously? He hadn't. He he was Cell with none of the pros. Right. He could, how, like how he, he didn't come back. And he didn't come he back. Could, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He couldn't regenerate his nope. body. He couldn't. Uh, well, no. He he got that from uh, Piccolo. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. He had to absorb Piccolo's cells. But you, you take away the very thing that he can use to make him perfect, which is the absorption or digesting of people. That's why he was able to do like the Kamehameha wave and all that stuff like that. Yeah. No, this is just a rage fuel monster. Just got to be killed. Plot device. And then they go through all that. And you know they got to be some sort of reason for Gohan to to uh, to get into the fight. So they fake like how dumb can Gohan be to see that they were faking like they were trying to hurt Pan? That nigga's supposed to be the nigga with the book smarts, though, right? For him to fall for that, he he would have to be the intelligence level of Goku. I was just about to say that. To fall for that shit. Like, okay, I see what y'all trying to do. You niggas are trying to go be into some shit. I bet. And then he, he goes through all that, unlocks his potential, and somehow he surpasses Goku and becomes uh, Ultra Instinct level two. Just about. This shit. You have Goku and Vegeta training and fucking on with gods, but Gohan, who's book smart, somehow became even stronger than Goku and didn't train. That was was which was a part of the which was a part of the movie. Like Piccolo was like, "Yo, we got to get your daughter back, nigga. You in bad shape. You train, nigga." Was like, "Nah, not really, dude." And yeah, he swung on him though. He caught that them hands though. True. I, I like how that nigga Vegeta, what, what was it doing? The Boo Saga went off on that nigga Gohan. The nigga was like, You killed Cell. Neither of us could do that shit. Nigga, we should be on the sidelines. It's a damn shame we out here doing the most of this work. Nigga, and you were stronger than both of us at one point. What the fuck have you been doing? Kakarot, what have you had this boy doing? He was like, Oh, yeah, I'm going to school and shit. Yeah, Chi Chi said uh, I had to make sure he do books. So uh, I, I got to save the world for now. Yeah, one. yeah. So I guess nigga, it's, it's the, the world's destroyed and you got no books to read. But hey, you know. And then, I mean, we're we not even going to get into GT. Like, ugh. I'm not even going to bring that. We've that said too much. We've yeah, said, we said too much. much on GT. Asterisk, if you want to see it, you can find it in any digital media you want. Okay. There you go. But going back to the movie, uh, Piccolo realizes that he can grow super large again. Like, if he had this ability, how come he never used it against uh, Gohan when he, he transformed or 
Vegeta when he transformed into mm. the, the, mm. the great Saiyan monkey. If that's the case, nigga, how come they all the Namekians didn't do that shit on Namek? Well, you got to think about it. Uh, Piccolo is supposed to be the yeah, okay. A god. Okay, I give you that. But the Namekians, that, that's a whole nother... Can of uh, worms. Yeah, can of worms. So, because you, you saw how fucking they were getting their ass whooped. There was no Namekian that could fight any of the... Oh, yeah, because was, yeah, there was a peaceful race. Right, so... That's why evil Piccolo was so powerful, because he was a god. Yeah. But he did that, and I mean, like, you have all this abilities and stuff like that. You're fucking now. You you uh, brawly pickle level two or whatever you want to fucking call it. He, he, he went even oranger, so I don't even know if he's a cute uh, fucking pickle anymore. I, Will he be a gherkin? I don't. I, I don't. It, what is a gherkin? A sweet sweet <laughs> relish now? <laughs> sweet relish? They aren't even. Go, relish? They're not even going with the name scheme anymore after food. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like nobody's named after food like the original Kira Toriyama, how he originally uh, envisioned it. I, I don't even think he's writing it anymore. It's his son. Yeah. So you know who to do. And then, and let me get. Let me, let me let me say, man. All right, this fucking this new level for Gohan looks like some fucking fan fiction shit. If well, I've you know ever they seen. had they had that fan fiction. I forgot what they call it. It was the card game yeah they had it to where like uh from i hate to bring it back up gt where goku level four and vegeta level four fused together to become uh gogeta level four yeah so that's from that 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 card game anime they had so i mean it's a movie most of the movies prior to the these super movies I mean, well, the hair, that's a, a minor thing. But previously in the Dragon Ball movies, they weren't canon. So now with the super movies, yep. they're making everything canon. Yeah. So I guess somehow Gohan obtained level Ultra Instinct level two because his hair was not only white, it also grew longer. Yeah, and it's like silver. Mm-hmm. I, I think the thing they messed up, man, it's like, this is because I said, like, huh? Like, what's next? Brawly's gonna be able to do Ultra Instinct. Yeah, bro. It, no, that that sounds like that's scary. Are Brawly gonna have instant transmission? But the thing that got me was, and I know a lot of people who are like fucking Gohan stands. The shit that was dope about Gohan, like in the Boo Saga, is that nigga was Mystic Gohan, and now was that nigga tapping into his full potential. He could go into Super Saiyan One, Super Saiyan Two, Super Saiyan Three. And not go through the whole transformation, which drains them of power. Like that's why when you see them and they're glowing, that's them. That's energy leaving their body. That's why whenever they they do that shit, they niggas is like, we gotta hurry up and put these niggas down. That's why when Gohan and Go, Gohan and Goku learned how to just be Super Saiyan, them niggas was shook. It was like, nigga, you ain't no, I'm cool, nigga. And they just shitted but on that, that. That uses too much key. You talking to about Super Saiyan? Oh, yeah. Super Saiyan level uh, 3. I mean, Super Saiyan level 1 is okay, but once you get into 3, it, it just consumes it completely. Yeah, it's just it's just pointless. Like, there's like it's good for, like, if you surprise a nigga and go Super Saiyan 3, you might be able to kill him in a couple of seconds. But 
Yeah, all in all, man. Unless you want to talk, go in and talk on this movie some more. Oh, I mean, I could just keep beating up on a, a dead dog, or as they say, punching down all day. But I know we got to get to the next one. So, hey, if you got some more points to say, you know, hey, I'm with it. I'm just saying, I just know for me, it's just they could have done so much better than what they had. They, and it's just, I mean, it, I could, like, a, I mean, I thought you didn't have any expectations when you went to go. See I this. didn't, but it's like still looking at it. I, I had expectations, unlike you. I hoped. I had, I had hope. I didn't have expectations, but I, was just, I just knew that I was hoping, even with whatever Gohan's new form was going to be, it was going to be like something that wasn't ridiculous. It shouldn't have been anything related to Goku. Nope. It's supposed because it's Gohan's thing. Go, I mean, I'm sorry. Gohan isn't training like Goku. So, as far as intelligence go, anything that Gohan does should be something on a different path. Or more like Goku. brute strength, yeah. Yeah, because Goku, Goku isn't necessarily training his mind. Goku is training his body. Mm-hmm. And if anything, Piccolo teaching Gohan through his training, he shows him how to use his mind. So, they shouldn't be on the same path. He could have had some shit where he had. He was like, "Oh, what's my man, Deathstroke," and that nigga has slight precognition. He could see what you're doing up to a certain point, but not real far in the future, or something. But it's just they just went with that, and I just thought the form. Well, they couldn't do time because of uh, hit. Oh yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point on that one. It's uh, they could have came up with something. I mean, they could have did it to where he he punches through a dimension, and his his fists appear in, like like magic like in another area or something like that they could have gave him super speed i'd have been happy well not super speed i mean anything other than what goku got that would have been a i guess yeah. a plus anyway. so i'm not gonna knock your super speed they could have gave him supreme defense anything but or like reflective capabilities whatever you, you throw at him he, he uh you you'll feel the pain when you throw it at him or something like that or a technique or anything but it's just but then again you know it's dragon ball z they're not you know or super or whatever they're not really doing too much but it's not highbrow anymore nah, if not. it ever was ever highbrow it's definitely not now it's it's yeah but like you say it's it's for kids they'll love it and then like i said I mean, uh, yeah, for children. Yeah. People just getting into anime or just like you say, stands. But I'm saying they go through all that. They could have, if anything, they could have wished the Red Ribbon Army to disappear. Oh, or something. They could have did the Thanos snap. We get rid of all of them. I would say if it wasn't for uh, the androids, they could say no more androids. I mean, it's a lot of things they could have done, or and know. then they got fucking nineteen seventies gangsters with guns trying to shoot people. My brain saved me because I didn't remember that till you just said that shit. Yeah, they got the whole uh, pompadour hairstyle. With yeah, the the gangster glasses, sunglasses, and all that stuff like that, and he's supposed to be. I guess tough, 
but he's he fucking serving uh the red ribbon general uh fucking food and tiramisu and coffee cakes and all stuff like that but yeah i'll, I'll let you go first what would you rate it rate it yes sir I rated a negative Dragon Ball out of seven. <laughs> this might be the first negative review. <laughs> I I will rate it a half a senzu bean. Half a senzu bean is pretty strong. That's like maybe two point five out of five. Okay, I will. Okay, okay, all right. Because you remember. According to Dragon Ball, if you take a sensu bean, you are a hundred percent. So if you call it half a sensu bean, that's half of a five. I'll give it. Um, I'll give it a Kakirin, or is it Krillin? Out of five. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have them editing Krillin screaming no right now when when Frieza was about to kill him. Remember, it's not Krillin, it's Kirin, 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 Kirin. Oh, I'm pretty sure we're offending the fuck out of somebody right now. Well, they got it in the subtitles. If they ain't translated, that's they fucking fault. Well, that's that that, that's our review of of that movie. I would not recommend it. Uh, You know what? You know what this. And the other movie have in common? What's up? Nope. Yes, nope. Will we, will we recommend these movies? Nope. nope. No, we would not. But, you know. Well, I would recommend Nope before I recommend Dragon Ball. So. I, I, I definitely would, too. I would. Nigga, I would definitely. Yeah, because that's right. That, that but shit. it's a Sunday movie, though. For Dragon either. Ball is just, you better watch it, like, when you're waiting in the fucking clinic or hospital to get you, you pumping the gas yeah it's on the fucking screen when you're pumping gas at the bp or sunoco or marathon or whatever <laughs> and then you would enjoy it because i'm assuming over a year maybe a couple of years you would see the whole movie in different times catching it and then put it together yourself but it'd yeah. be on tnt with commercials and edited had that bug on channel six this is from detroit shit y'all on channel 38 after the new dance show. <laughs> That's local as fuck, y'all. Y'all don't get that shit. <clears throat> I should have probably said 62. That's the old school shit. But anyway. Not sure how we gonna edit this, but we gonna do what we gonna do. Moving on to our next review. Is, um, it's Prey. Which is, uh, so I read somewhere. It's not a prequel of Predator, which I don't understand how it's not. It's a prequel. It's a prequel. I think you misread it. How can it not be a prequel? Oh, or maybe it was just the title meant to get people to click on it. Oh, right. That could be it. It could have been that. But, um, well, I went into this with, with not high expectations, but expectations. I was very interested when I heard they had pretty much a whole Native American cast. cast and they, I, I want to see... Except for the Predator. And, and the French. Oh, oh, oh. And... Um, I'm let do from They have a, <laughs> they have a, a, a version of the movie that's all Comanche language. They don't speak English because, and this is how dumb American I am. I didn't think about it until a minute. Like, hey, these niggas wouldn't be speaking English if the, the, the white man ain't got there yet. What would be their motivation to speak English? 
but I had um, more better than average expectations. I knew it wasn't gonna be super dope and stuff, but just the premise of a, a predator fighting Native Americans. I mean, it had my my ears up. You know what I'm saying? What say ye, Saint Germain? You mean First Americans? That was that. That's what we're calling them now. I think that's another way of calling them Native Americans. But I, and also, I was really interested, you know, because I'm part Blackfoot myself. So I was um. Wash your feet. <laughs> and, and before people start tripping, it is a joke because if you know it with black people, all of us be like, "Oh, I'm part Indian. What kind? Blackfoot." Which is fucked up because I didn't know until I was grown that all my family was full of shit by saying that shit. Because it's always um, so much, huh? It was so much mixing. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's then. there, you know. But, like, it's always, when you think it's always somebody in your family that you can't trace it back to. Like, my great-grandfather's great-grandmama's sister was a full Native American. Then when you start asking questions like, how is that? Shut up. But yeah, how was uh? What was you thinking of? What were your expectations or thoughts before uh, watching Prey? Um, I was actually pretty excited because it it had the uh, the main protagonist uh, from I seen her in another show, which was Legion. She was uh, one of the mutant characters. So oh, I was kinda... she Danielle Moonstar? No. Oh, she's Native American. Wasn't uh, what was the other guy name? Warpath. Yeah, Warpath. North Star. No, not North Star. But yeah. yeah, the main actress is uh, Amber Mid Thunder. She was from Legion, That's so I kind of knew who she was. And I mean, that was the only person I knew out of the trailers. So, and then it's like a fresh take on it. It's like always you. They were trying to recapture the original Thunder. Mm-hmm. It's always got to be the military and the military and got to be the big, strong dudes and all that stuff like that. And Sometimes you can't catch lightning in a bottle. A lot of times you can't do it twice. Right. Yeah, you, it's like a, a magic trick that you can only do once. So the law of diminishing return. Well, I think that and the fact that uh, the people who own the rights to it just wasn't looking at it properly because mm-hmm. they weren't a good judge of character as far as like directors and screenwriters and stuff like that because even with shane black who helped co-write the original uh predator um he wrote this and i think it was like studio meddling i mean he didn't write prey per se but he yeah. wrote the last the predators mm-hmm. and there was a uh, whole lot of politics and you know studio meddling and stuff like that which pretty much trashed that whole movie yeah i mean the concept you know of the predators evolving that was kind of a good way of saying what the predators are going to because why else would they keep coming to earth if there's other aliens why aren't they hunting el- other yeah. aliens yeah but Going into this, like I said, I was kind of hyped because you think about it. The Native Americans are pretty much the same. 
survivalists. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're the ultimate survivalists. And even in the first Predator, what did Arnold Schwarzenegger had to do? He had to basically do what the Indians would do. Yeah. Camouflage, bow and arrows, fucking traps, and all that stuff like that. He had to go to the basics, son. Right. So that's why I figured, like, oh, this got to be a fucking good ass. Because uh, the premise is dope. Like, if we were to have a conversation and you was like, this is what I would think it should be about, and I'd be like, go on. Mm hmm. Because it, it's more of a feral thing, more of a, uh, what's a good word for it? visceral type of experience because mm-hmm. you know it ain't just somebody shooting they shooting at each other oh he got the plasma caster oh they got an m16 they just shooting at each other this, this is fucking up close and personal fucking battles yeah so it's gonna be more uh visceral and gritty type of battling so that's why i knew it was gonna be uh epic yeah so going into this like i said i was i was amped up about it i knew it was gonna be good i was hoping i really was and it's like what you were saying with me i thought it was a good match because just from the from the nature of the predator and the nature of like you know the 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 culture of native americans it's 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 the warrior mind state and you never really get because like i mean you get a taste of it from the original predator yeah with arnold and billy the character billy Mm mm-hmm because he he was basically tracking him. He knew fucking where the predator was, even when he wasn't in sight or in motion. So, yep. and that was his uh, tracking skills and his uh, Native American ways. So, like I said, I, going into this, I knew it was going to be a epic fight between them. But you know, there's always politics. Me, of course. And then they didn't even really want to put their. Uh, they didn't even want to back the movie up because they put it straight to Hulu, which was like, this is the second best Predator movie out of all the other movies that came out. He said that I didn't, and I co-signed that, though. But that's what I was thinking, too. I watched Predator, the regular Predator, uh, after I seen Prey, and Predator still is on top. Oh, yeah. But that's what I was thinking. I was like, Predator, then there's Prey. Like, though, that's how I look at it, that everything after that, Jake can sort it out to damn self. But... Yeah, fucking Danny Glover old-ass fucking fighting a Predator. I don't know how the hell that happened. I, I, I don't either. We could have done without that, but that's another, we used to say, a Channel 20 Saturday afternoon movie. But... But in the comic books, they had his twin brother who was in the role of Danny Glover in the comic books. Hmm. And he was fighting the Predator in the city. I remember reading that comic book when I was younger. His twin brother? Yeah, Dutch had a twin brother in the comic books. Then his twin brother came after the Predator. Or the Predator came after him. The Predator came after him. Hmm. Well, that's just another asterisk moment, people. Yeah, interesting. Nah, just, just absorbing the information. I didn't know that, but this movie is not really too many spoilers. The plot is pretty much what you think it is. The uh, lady whose name, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name right now. It's like Nani or something like that, I hate to say. Or Yanni. But. Nairo. Nairo. See, I'm totally off of it. I sound <laughs> dumb as hell. But um, I, I liked how they had some speaking English. I already said that, you know. And I like how if if when they met the French, the French were speaking in French. 
So it's like from her point of view, I don't I don't understand what y'all saying because y'all talking in French. Mm-hmm. You know, but the whole thing with the movie is that, you know, she wants to be a hunter and they don't want her to be because she's a girl. And yeah, she's supposed to be a gatherer. Yeah. A- and a healer. She's kind of like Aerith. And she, she wants Aerith. to be t- from Final Fantasy and she wants to be Tifa. And they're like, no, you're the healer. No, don't you mean she wants to be Cloud? I would say because I would say Tifa because she's she's a fighter too, and she's a woman. Yeah, but she's a a support character. Hunter is usually the main person. Okay, fair enough. All right. Remember, you gotta be the chief. Yeah. All right. You're right. You're right. Well, I could be real controversial and say Barrett. But anyway, so that's red. Oh, red. The red was a red thirteen. But either way. Um, Timeless timeless pick for those who know. Or Vincent, if you're a Vincent stan. Quiet as kept, he's a vampire. We didn't know that back in the day. And a Frankenstein. He's a Frankenstein too? You never beat Final Fantasy VII? I've saw other people beat it, but I haven't beat it. The dude, I was the dude who let me borrow it, wouldn't let me. Uh, He wouldn't let me borrow the last. uh, Yeah. One of his limit breaks was he turns into Frankenstein. I thought that was the thing. It's just a thing he did. No, he was a Frankenstein. No, that was his limit break. You had to unlock it. Oh, man. If I were to make a game for Final Fantasy VII again. Oh, what a time to be alive. Hell, I even love eight. <clears throat> anyway. The plot is pretty good. I mean, it's it's nothing really truthfully to talk about. And I say yeah, It's that, not too much fat to be trimmed at all. Not at all. No, I mean... The only thing that could have made this movie more serious is they would have cut out way more dialogue. Secondly, the dog. I fucking love that dog. He is the best boy ever. I was hurt when I thought they was going to fuck up the dog. I'm like, oh, Lord, please, not the dog. But it was cool. You know, I, I, I like the story and how she wanted to, uh, you know, be a warrior and how I thought it was sweet how they showed this one scene where she was going against a mountain lion. Woo. Cougar. I kept calling it a lion. That's what I was about to say. They kept calling it a lion when, I'm, like you just said, because we're both not stupid. Um, it's a cougar, and um, so, <laughs> so, yeah. So like, they was on a, a, a on a tree branch. So like, she falling off, stabbed it, and then hit her head. So they brought her back to the village, and her brother pretty much. The nigga killed it and brought his head back, and they automatically made this nigga leader of the tribe. And I was like, that nigga doesn't possess any leadership qualities. He just killed an animal. That don't mean shit. Yeah, but, but a cougar, that's like trying to fight a bear. Okay, you know what? My city ass probably has not seen, like, if I saw how big a cougar was in real life. I was just saying, that doesn't mean that nigga's in a position to lead now, though, but I guess the fact that he tracked it, or they thought he tracked it. No, remember it killed uh, somebody. Yeah, you're right. It did. So by by him getting revenge from it, that shows leadership skills. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And this is a long time ago. Niggas wasn't thinking about having diplomacy and shit. Diplomacy for animals? No, I just meant like with with other tribes and shit. And well, no, you had to be strong. Yeah, you couldn't just be no. I got smallpox, and then you're gonna be showing diplomacy to other people second thing one thing i hate to say is like yo like none of them worked out 
Like, they was all super, like, if you're warriors and I get the fact, you know, you're, they were super frail. Like They're not frail. They're called lean. You can't be Arnold Schwarzenegger and... Because you notice the difference in, like, when you see bodybuilding, all those people, all the veins and cuts yeah. and stuff like that. You know how they get that? By working out. That's part of it. In order to show the veins and stuff like that, they have to dehydrate themselves. Really? So the veins show out in their body. Really? That's what I, I read. I'm not sure if that's true or accurate, but that's what I read on mm. the internet. Yeah, that doesn't lie. But usually when people are cut up like that, they can't really, they're not that strong. You know what? That's I was reading an article the about that. Bodybuilders, you, you see they're fat. Yeah, they were saying that kind of strong is not functional strength. It's just for the look. Right. And I was reading about that while I was saying if you see like the things the niggas who pull cars, who can like run with cannonballs and all this shit, they was like them niggas are not cut at all. Them niggas is round as fuck. And they was right. like that, but them niggas is like if they had to fight, them niggas would beat up a bodybuilder probably six to seven to eight times out of ten. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I, then to go back on that, if you're lean, you ain't like heavy and all that stuff like that. You're more agile. You ain't gonna be doing no ninja ninjutsu and you all fucking three hundred twenty five pounds of muscle. Yeah, 1% and then you think about fat. it, they wasn't even eating like that. Them niggas probably was eating like once a day. Nah, they eat more than that. And it wasn't, it wasn't no fat in that shit. So, yeah, you're right. I could see it. If you ain't got no fat, you just going to be cut. It probably was cut as hell, though. No, no, you have to be lean. Lean means you can do more. Lean means, like, if you go down, somebody can carry your ass. Lean means you can last longer. <laughs> you look at the marathon runners, they're not uh, cock diesel. That nigga's right as hell. Like, dog, why well, we got to carry Captain America? This nigga's heavy. Right. <laughs> it's like carrying a Hulk or Iron Man. And yeah. your ass is fucking Black Widow. Okay. You yeah, okay. You rather carry Spider Man. I get it. All right. Point proven, point proven. But the plot is good. The predator's coming through. He's fucking people up. I kinda like how that nigga was <laughs> He was cutting off people's appendages. It was getting real. I, I even like I couldn't eat. I mean, of course, I always want things to be more violent and graphic, but it was enough. I know they didn't want it to be rated R. I'm assuming it was PG-13 because everything is. But that wasn't PG-13. Was it R? Yeah. Sweet. Shit, he was fucking blowing people's heads off in chunks and splitting their heads off. Yeah, and all yeah, that they were. That, that that shit was so dope. This nigga fought a bear, and I like the fact how the bear fucked him up. Yeah, the bear, he put his ass down. Yeah, like the bear put that nigga down quick. Like they was tussling for a minute. And it was funny because the predator tried to fight him. He tried to give him a fair one. And the bear like bit that nigga. was just like, it wasn't revenant good though. But it was good. And he put that nigga down and the predator had to get a blade and cut that nigga and shit. But, no, he had to sucker punch him. Yeah. Yeah, he sucker punched him and knocked that. He hit out. him in his jaw. That that knocked him out. But I like how when she the predator was chasing old girl, she dove underwater and went into a beaver dam. 
And the, and it's like even with that, it was so funny. She had this whole scene with like she's trying to kill this bear, and it's like nigga, you have a bow her arrow broke. Yeah. So then like the bear looking, he's smelling her, and like the dog was so dope. He like nigga, I'm about to run off and try to lead you know lead him away. So when I come back, we can haul ass. Her ass, knowing one arrow is not gonna kill a grizzly bear, shoots one at him while he's running. So now he knows it's beef, and he's already pissed. But that scene was dope, and I thought like how just how. I guess this was. I mean, a, uh, hmm? all everything was good about this movie. The only fat that I had was the predator himself. Yeah. One, he doesn't. They call him the feral predator. But from all the predators we've seen before, there was either like the regular predator, uh, the dark predator, mm-hmm. and then that the evolution predator. So I've only seen like maybe three. I know in the comic books they had different species, but for this one to be feral, like back in the day, he looks nothing like any of the other ones other than he the dark like predator. He looks like a complete, completely different. Like he looks de-evolved. And now I wanted to go with that at first, but then I thought like, nigga. That as far as evolution works, it wasn't enough time. Right. That was only like three hundred years, give or take. Yeah. So we're talking for something to deal in evolution, you gotta at the very minimum talk thousands. Well, remember, it might be different from their planet. Okay. Okay, good point. You know, light years and all that stuff. So Okay, well that's why we got my man Jermaine here. See that point he just brought up logically? Good point thing i didn't like about him is that the predators always had honor like they mm-hmm. weren't just killing random shit to kill it you know what i'm saying so like the only time a predator might kill you or just for no reason like if you blow its cover or if you're bothering it or whatever like that while i was trying to hide but like this mug was going through the forest killing everything well the, i think he was doing that to to eat okay yeah, you know that yeah. he, he didn't really collect the skulls until he got to the humans. Hmm. Yeah, you're right because he didn't keep the he didn't keep the snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. All right, but the yeah. snake was still alive. Remember when yeah. he walked, walked past it? Yeah, yeah. I like another thing. I like is the hidden enemy in this movie, which I think anytime you can say the hidden enemy is the white man. French. <laughs> which I loved it just like I peeped it when they were showing it like and that's another thing I thought was nice you know from the Native American point of view and it's showing like they went to the plane and again all the buffaloes was dead like for no reason all the and like at first I thought it was the predator but then they would see they kept finding cigars and it was dope because the Native Americans didn't know what a fucking cigar was so they would find they what a cigar was you think so? yeah they smoking weed and tobacco well in that movie they didn't but i guess historically you're right what do you mean they don't they no. don't smoke peace no no i'm saying you're right i was trying to think but no you're right because you remember when she smelled it she's like ugh. yeah so i guess she knew what it was but like they didn't from what i understand they didn't know about the white people there or well, not like again it was the french and you know the french they they bought up a lot of stuff before america remember they they expanded before america did i mean the uh into the the americas uh, yeah the new americans as we do this for michigan yeah because you know they they were all on that eastern seaboard yep 
Oh, and they oh, stayed oh. there until like maybe what, eighteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Then they started going west. Yep. See, because the French and and the British were buying up everything else. See, I expect to learn something this episode, did y'all? But she is. Yeah, because De Trois is French. Bonjour, comment allez-vous? Oui, oui, parlez-vous français? French. That's why we have a whole lot of French names in Michigan. Yep, which was a major fur trading uh, area for the most part. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's moving on. I like how, you know, it's just with the Native Americans and stuff and how, you know, the predator was just putting them down. And they, they kind of had the thing where I thought it was corny, but I get it. And I, I'll give it a pass how the predator didn't see the woman as... A threat now on one hand i'm like i can see if it's like he never took off his helmet but common sense would tell you anybody's a threat nigga. well no that's not sporting but killing a nigga with no leg is sport yeah because he was uh you you got to think about it like this um even though he did some dishonorable shit some of the stuff that was honorable because you you think about it, a woman you usually when you hunt you don't hunt the female you hunt the male. But typically the female is bigger than the male in almost every species but man. Not in everything. But and then and when you when you're a hunter you it's like it's like basically when you go fishing, you only go for a certain size, right? Okay. Throw but you're supposed to throw ones. back the female if she's pregnant because you want to know why to to continue to the, the, the reproduction of that species there you go that's why you don't hunt the female okay okay that's you. why when you get a steak what is it from a, a bull the bull not the south the bulls yeah Da bears. Da bears. But yeah, and um, okay. It's just, I thought it was kind of funny. She just, the nigga walked right past her and she shot that nigga in the back of her head. Also, mm-hmm. like when they was like, they was dumping on a predator and my man's little shield came out or whatever. And then after they shot like uh, 80 shots, then all of them like hurry up and took out their stuff and started packing their, <laughs> their rifles. Well, I mean, back then, you figure a bullet would fucking uh, take down one shot should take down most people. Yeah, you know. But But you have 12 people shooting at once, and he's not even phased. I mean, when do you see that shit ever happen? Yeah, that's what was dope, because it was like that. Them niggas were state-of-the-art that time, at that point in the world. That was Mm -hmm. the highest of technology, and to him, that wasn't shit. You know, and I also like how he didn't have the laser beam. He shot the spear or like uh, spears or like arrows at them. I thought that was pretty cool. And Which was 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 beyond the original Predator stuff. You think so? You think about it. You have arrows that are basically the equivalent of using a rail gun that's silent. Why would you use a plasma caster? Very good point. I can't. I can't refute that at all. Like, yeah, 
It's like when you use that plasma caster, it's like fucking shooting a grenade launcher. You saw how it looked in the first Predator. Yeah. When he was trying to get Arnold in the fucking trees. Yeah. He was blowing up like fucking a whole forest trying to hit Arnold. Yeah, you're right. So if you have a real gun that shoots arrows that are silent and it's like going like fucking bullet speeds to get hit by that thing, I wouldn't even use anything else. And they home in on you. Yeah, as long as that targeting is on you, it'll it'll fucking magnetize and then still hit you. So that that's that that shit was dope. I, I liked it. But yeah, my my thing about the predator is is that, like you said earlier, he was killing people without guns. Usually, he has to kill people with guns, or like you said, he was the the Indians that they were disarmed. Not yeah. all of them hitting him. Yeah, like, the thing with the Predator is, like, typically, unless you're, like, a... It's not sporting unless you have yeah. a weapon. And unless if you're a Predator, he's not gonna fuck with you, you know what I'm saying? Right, because even Arnold told, like I said, I watched the first movie over again. Uh, that uh, little Mexican chick, or Hispanic lady, uh, tried to shoot the Predator, and he fucking kicked the gun out of her hands, like, no, and then he started shooting at him. Yeah, he didn't want him going after her. Right. So if you don't have a weapon, he shouldn't be attacking anybody. And that one French dude, you know, he was armless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I can see him get holding a grudge because they came at him prior. Mm-hmm. But even then, from what I understood, like the Predator was all about the, the, like having a fair one. Mm-hmm. Like the nigga took the mask off and was like, fuck it, let's go, Arnold. We go, we go scrap out here. Right. And then when he couldn't win a fair one, that's when that nigga was like, I'll just blow us both up. No, nah, he, he did that because they have to get rid of the evidence. They can't leave evidence of their existence. Because then when they come to hunt, then they expect them to come. I did not know that part. That's why they always self-detonated. I thought they were petty and bitter. Nope. Not, they, were not, they weren't sore losers. They had to get rid of the evidence. That's whack. I always like that, like bitch, pal. But he did, he yeah, did try to kill matter, Arnold, though. Can we? Because that, for, for that matter, they could just do that at the beginning of the fight. <laughs> and nigga is like, ha 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 ha, pal. Mm-hmm. He had the Billy laugh. Didn't the black dude play the predator too? Yeah, he was the guy. Uh, he was from uh, Africa. He was seven foot tall. Yep. And he ended up uh, passing away. That's why he wasn't in the third Predator film. Because he was in the first and second. Oh, I, I didn't even know. Woo. <sighs> I didn't even know he kept doing it. But the, the pl- funny part is he was even on 227. This nigga is in rare form. Next he gonna know the episode name. But I don't know that. So no, I, about to say, seeing him. I was like, why the fuck that tall ass dude on the show? And then seeing it. The credits and stuff for him and it was the same guy so yeah, the plot is not too much to give up I some cool stuff was like the, uh, the lead female character she learns how to like she uses an axe so she ties a string around that mug and starts flipping that bitch around it's like I can't even really have any gripes about it of course remember what the remember what her her, her other tribesmen said to her he was like having a hard time keeping up with your axe no he said 
Your axe needs a leash. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like your axe needs a leash. <laughs> but even he so, said what? Like dialogue movie it is great. Yeah. But it's not cracking the first one, Predator movie. Oh no. Other than that, I mean some of the CG didn't look all that realistic. Like the snake. But I know they they had to do that because they couldn't hurt real animals. So I understand yeah. that part. But other than that, the gore was nice. Uh, the acting was pretty good. I mean, between her and her brother, they were the best oh, acting there. Yeah. Really, it was. Hands down. If anything, they need a nomination for them. So And nominate the dog, damn it, because that dog played his part. Found out that dog was a rescue dog they had got just for that role. Mm-hmm. But he was here. Yeah, he was the best boy. He did good. Like it was, it was solid shit all around. Even when she was in uh, doing stuff with her mother, you know that that was a good scene. The dude who played her brother, he was dope. How uh, when there's a part, he peeped. Like, you know what his name was? What? Oh, you looking at it's it up? something Beaver. I'm trying to. Oh yeah, <laughs> Big Beaver. The Dakota Beavers. <laughs> That sounds like an old 80s porn star chick. Dakota Beavers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> With Sarah Muffers. But uh, yeah. Uh, that he did good. Um, I don't have it. Just even with the French, they did a good job by being fucking obnoxious. Like you didn't give a damn about any of them. And they, and they tried every ploy and trick to get the Predator. And it still didn't do shit. They, they had the bear traps. They had the fucking net uh trap on him they tried everything yeah and that nigga just got he stabbed the nigga through the top through the bottom of his head to with the same move while getting up took his hand which had blades coming out of it and brought it down on another nigga like mm -hmm. dog I, if they got any like extended footage of this i want this i can definitely tell y'all this off top i will be buying this movie when it comes out it is definitely definitely has a spot in my in the collection. collection definitely definitely it does it's something that i can see coming back to and i think i really hope they keep up with this trend of of, of predators fighting people like i would be dope to have one with a predator fighting a samurai or a ninja it's like you can go back and it's like it's dope you know hell i mean how am i gonna say it? a predator versus uh the uh the maori no that would be too dope now the Incas. That would be dope. But then it's like the further back you go, I can't hear them talking in English. But yeah, I would give it, um, I'll give it. Four skulls out of five. I want to say oh. three and a half skulls out of five, but I'm going to be. I am a generous podcaster. I will give it four skulls out of five. Oh, aren't you generous? I give it a. 3.5 plasma tracers out of five. I, I, I like how that works because it's three all the dots as is. Mm -hmm. And then you just added an extra dot, which is dope. Extra dot to the dot. But, yes, I haven't for dot. But yeah, definitely this, we, I would I would definitely um, suggest you check it out. I uh, Highly recommend. Highly, highly recommend. Highly recommend. We both give it thumbs up I, like I said it's not often you're going to hear us talk about too much of anything it's not Castlevania good but and I say that or, huh? or Kate yeah it's not 
it's a little bit under Kate, but definitely not Castlevania. Well, Kate, Kate uh, the only thing that brought Kate down was the damn high speed chase. Yeah, other than that, that that shit was almost mwah, chef's kiss. But mm-hmm. th- as of right now, I would have to say those might be the three best reviews of, of we we've done as far as something we both have liked. So it's it's in good company with that Castlevania and Kate. Yeah, I would definitely. Uh, I don't have any complaints. I wish it had like more fighting, but even then, it had enough. And like you said, the gore was good. Even when at the end she came back with the predator's blood on her, and you know it was war paint, and um, threw her dad the skull. Like, yeah, there you go. We gotta get a body. And then she became the chief. Yeah, she had the juice. They should have played that at the end. You got the juice. It just played that by Rock Him Juice. But yeah, it was it was a good movie. I again I really, really hope they keep this trend up of predators fighting people in different times and the beauty of it is you can have it be different kinds of predators each time. Like this predator's helmet was made of bone. And it was kinda interesting. So it's like again, I would love to see him fight a samurai or like you were saying, or even the Incas or as the Mayan. The Mayans, as whack as it is. I can't even know. Hell, even cowboys. Yeah. If done right, hell yeah. If done right, that would be dope as fuck. Get Tom Hardy or in it. Well, we already, I mean, we can't go. I mean, Native Americans get one. Oh. <laughs> and then John Smith can help her fight it. Everybody gets one. Oh, okay. Have him be in Africa. That would be dope. Have him fight in the luchador. Oh, I'll we'll be doing her Karanas and 619s and Tornado DDTs. <laughs> like right when they when when, when, the, when the predator who for some reason is wearing a sombrero is about to beat the bad good guy up and all hope is not all you hear is booyaka booyaka. Six yeah. one nine. <laughs> Ray Mysterio tried to Irish whip the predator, and the predator <laughs> ripped both his arms off. <laughs> no, no. What he does is <laughs> the predator picks up a chair and blabs it on the ground, and then throws it to Ray Mysterio, <laughs> and then the predator falls out, and the ref comes in like, "Get out of here!" DQ, DQ, DQ. <laughs> The predator's like, ting, and throws him the chair and just lays down. <laughs> mm hmm. Eddie Guerrero style. Oh, my God. And I bet you. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero. You you were the man, dog. But, yeah, I can't. I, can't, I guess we're about to end it up because I think my battery's about to die on top of that, too. Nigga, I said almost two hours, and we did almost two hours, man. Yep. Yo, 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 yo. What up, though? It's me again. All right, I hope y'all enjoyed that part. You know, we talked about, uh, nope. And I want to say, didn't we talk about Dragon Ball Super? And I want to say, I'm not sure how the editing going to play out, but I want to say it was also, uh, 
No, it was an open Dragon Ball Super, that Gohan movie. Sorry if we hurt y'all feelings, made y'all feel bad, or whatever. But hey, that's how we look at it, that's how we feel. Moving right along, we got my review with me and my man Matt Finish. And we're reviewing this, this just Justice League. You know what, Lord? DC's Identity Crisis this is a pretty good thing. I hope you guys enjoy it. This is a, one of my all-time, all-time favorite graphic novels. And I'm going to try to, I don't know how this is going to go. I'm, I wanted to originally have a podcast within a podcast. This just might be something we do on, on just randomly. I'm not going to put pressure on producing. So with that said, I just want to do something, you know, one more positive. And I'm going to shit on a lot of stuff. There's definitely shit between me and this nigga Jermaine. We are going to shit on a lot of things. But right now, I want to bring something positive. Something that impressed me and wowed me. So, check out our review of Identity Crisis. And check it out because it's already dope. Nothing but praise. Check it out. Peace. Hey, yo, what up? It's me, back, your boy, Miles. And I'm trying to get something new, uh, something different we are um, doing, because it's basically, man, I get tired. I mean, I like riffing and shitting on shit, but for the most part, I would like to bring, like, I don't want to say positive, because that sounds corny, but I want to just talk about the good stuff I like about comics and shit. So I got my nigga Matt here. What's up, man? How you doing, man? Yo, what's the deal, Miles? On the floor. You know, and I had to, we was talking. It's my man, Loki. It's my neighbor, and we talk about anime, comics, and shit, and all that junk. And it's like he's really into Batman and shit. So it's a lot of stuff like stories and stuff like that. I could put tell him and like, hey, have you seen this or whatever like that? And oh shit, there we go. And it's like it got me thinking. Like I want to share stuff, stories with y'all, and we, me and my man Matt, will review them and share with y'all about stuff like arcs and stories that made a big deal to me and in that sense we're gonna start with identity crisis which is actually the first graphic novel i have i ever bought and probably one of my all-time favorite graphic novels and it's like i told matt when we started this i'm like nigga i guarantee you this shit will blow i'm not gonna say blow your mind but you're gonna like this shit i can promise you you know what i'm saying that definitely uh, blew my mind that was not an understatement definitely blew my mind yeah yeah it's just it's just it's like um it's like for me my little, little backstory on this shit this was the first like justice league this is back y'all when when they had wizard magazine and you had to read that shit for the reviews for the comics it was real old heads know about that shit but anyway and it was just like i never really read dc because back in the day marvel had all the dope uh, uh artists and all like old school Batman. You look at like old school Batman when he still was in like the gray and blue in like early 90s. That junk looked lame as hell compared to, the, to <laughs> X-Men and Spider-Man and War. Just the art style was just like, dog, this junk is weak as hell. I can't, nigga, I can't, my imagination won't accept this shit. Like that's, <laughs> that's how it was. And I just couldn't that, read that. it. To me it was because like you looked at fucking... The Chris Claremont Wolverine X-Men, you know, the X-Men that the cartoon was based on. That shit was like, for me, when I was a kid, I was like, sex for my eyes. I'm like, this shit is awesome. I don't even have to read the story. I can just look at this shit. It's dope. 
but this is like for me like i said reading it and just as far as the justice this was my first justice league story and it's just for me i never really liked them i never really was on them because it was just nothing that was dope to me it just seemed like a whole group of overpowered niggas coming together for no reason so have you had um have you had read or any interest in the justice league prior to uh reading this Oh, of course. I mean, anything that uh, had any dealings with Batman had my attention off bail. I mean, yeah. it did not matter what capacity they had Batman in. As long as they had Batman, it had my attention. So um, my biggest thing was just to find anything and everything all Batman and as much as I could. So I can get into a conversation with, at the time, my older brother, Miles, he was like the guru, kind of like how you are now, you right. know, the... The, the the all might of all fucking information excuse my language right. oh you go man say whatever the fuck you want to man that's cool oh okay <laughs> so yeah he was like he was everything so um I, I just wanted to see everything with um Batman and um I came across a couple com- I mean a couple comics and and I just went from there so yeah yeah I, I feel you and it's like that was the same way he saved me a lot because my whole shit brought me into Batman like I was I'm here for Batman nigga like. It's like, you know, they like, oh, we can, we want to hear about the Justice League? Is Batman it? Yeah, I fuck with it. All right, let's, let's <laughs> see what's going on. So, exactly. that, yeah, yeah, that was my shit. And this is back when I had realized, this is when, like, um, when this came out, I realized that, like, nigga, libraries have comic books. So, nigga, mm. I was just all into this shit. And it was dope because you could read a Batman story and, and it would tell you shit that happened in between. And it was like, in between this issue and that issue, that nigga was with the Justice League. So that shit was dope as hell to get the complete story of why his nigga be like, I'm so fucking tired. Like, why is this nigga tired? Because he was up fighting with the Justice League and shit. So that shit was dope. But this story, Identity Crisis, which is, I think, I'm not going to say it's one of the first crises, but it's, I think it's one of the, it is dope because the story pretty much can, of course, spoilers, this shit is old as hell. It consists of a pretty great whodunit, if I have to say so, in my opinion. And it's just it's just so dope because it tells the story. It's like I was telling um I told Matt, Matt about it. I said it's like it's a story of like when you watch an episode and some shit would happen where it's like, oh, yeah, we found out those niggas secret identities and they fought and then they captured and switched the bodies back. It's always like so what happened in between that and the next episode? Like these niggas know who you are in real life now. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What's gonna stop them from coming at you at all times, and what's gonna stop them from telling people? Exactly, you know. And this, this, this told the story of what happens in between that shit. And I like the fact that it used some quote unquote bit players. Like most of y'all don't know about the elongated man. Y'all just know about plastic man. But elongated man, this nigga got his due in this story. He was dope <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, he was dope as hell, you know. And it, it's about how. This nigga's an OG member of the team and his birthday is coming up and his wife just since he's like a member, he was a found one of the founding members of Justice League. Like his wife is an honorary member. You know what I'm saying? So she does all this stuff to trick him for his birthday and all this. And then in the midst of all this, she gets killed. And then how the Justice League just comes together, which is dope because that's the thing that I like about the Justice League, how those niggas is like a fucking unit. How the niggas came together when it was time to find out who killed his elongated man's wife. They had the uh, my nigga, the Ray Palmer, the Adam. They mm. had him and they just had all these niggas and it was just dope. And it was just dope how, like, you know, it got you right in the... Fi- oh, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm, I've skipped the part. My bad. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, what was I saying? But yeah, I skipped the part. 
what happens was it also told another story about how when like Dr. Light, I don't know, did you ever, uh, like, were you familiar with Dr. Light before, uh, as far as DC before reading this? No, not at all. No, not at all. This, um, uh, opened the door uh, for me for a lot of action villains, superheroes, and, you know, just, uh, gangs in general, not yeah. gangs in the sense of bad guys, but gangs and groups as far as the Saudi Justice League, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Light, like that nigga, he was like, and of course, you know, in comics, people become villains and all this become powerful and weak and all this based on sales, really. And I mean, of course, who doesn't fucking know that shit? But anyway, this kind of explained because it was at one point, nigga, Dr. Light was fighting the entire Justice League by himself. Like, that's how dope this nigga was. And then at one day after that, this nigga was fighting the Teen Titans. And the dude, the writer, the dude who wrote it, whose name escapes me right now, I apologize. He was like, basically, how do you explain that shit? And then he came up with this dope story. And okay, I guess, sorry, y'all, if somebody get triggered, it's some, you know, involves the uh, R word. Grape. <laughs> grape <laughs> without I, the G. I, 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 yeah, gotta say the grape. Gotta say, gotta put, the, yeah, gotta put that in there. Yeah, you know, but it's, 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 we say whatever we want, but of course, you know, people trigger. So anyway, this nigga, Dr. Light, for whatever reason, finds out how to get into the Justice League Watchtowers. And pretty much has his way with the elongated man's wife. They come in there, they catch him, and they pretty much beat this nigga within an inch of his life. Now, this oh, is whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not jump the gun there. Let's not forget that this was very, very graphic. Like they let oh, yeah. you know yeah. that he meant to do what he did. And let me tell you, the the most craziest part is is that the entire time this thing was going on, he was literally talking. And telling her as it was going on, like he was, yeah. he had a whole like little dialogue, which yeah. blew my mind because I didn't expect it to be. Um, I don't want to say this vulgar, but it was just it was a more graphic than I thought it would be, and it, it, it had me. It was, it was point, disturbing as it should have been. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, I'm not trying it, but it was it was dope because that shit is supposed to be disturbing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not supposed to be something you can just gloss over you know it's supposed to be like that and it drives the whole thing home and that's why i love it because this really exists in this small slice of gray where there is no right or wrong really everybody has a legitimate point and so basically we're gonna get to why about that but the lead comes in they beat his ass and while they're figuring out what to do with him and they're like this nigga got into the watchtower because oh yeah i forgot the elongated man was one of the few superheroes whose identity ralph dipney was common knowledge he was just a detective he really wasn't out here doing stuff like that he had stretchy powers but he wasn't out here fighting supervillains so like everybody knew who this nigga was and because that nigga dr light was like oh that's your wife oh you're sue dipney ralph did okay i got you now so why are they trying to figure out what to do with this nigga? He's like, yo, that's right. Send me to prison with all the other supervillains who I can tell what this nigga's real name is. And then they'll all know that shit. So why he's saying this shit? This nigga is manipulating a ball of light to visually recreate the scene that they had just stopped. So it's like this nigga was obviously a bad person. He was on some shit like there was no talking to him. There was no nothing. So eventually what they end up doing, they decide was that uh, was that Tana, they was going to mind wipe this nigga. And so they mind wiped him. And then it was like, OK, so basically they made that nigga weaker. So at the funeral of because, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
elongated man's wife died at the funeral, which was dope how they had all the super superheroes and stuff come together. And it was dope how, like you were saying, Matt, they was all clicked up. So at the end of the funeral, some guys go one way, some other guys go the other way. Hold on, let me see. But it was also dope, I think, how they 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 didn't like I, I used to hate stories that they would have, like, let's say on X-Men. And they wanted the whole episode to be about some obscure, not obscure, but not as popular character. Like, this episode's about Iceman. And then it was like, it, it wouldn't have a reason why it would just be him. It would just, everybody would just be gone. But this was dope because they explained, like, yeah, when it goes down and they showed it, right after the battle was over, Batman's ghost. Superman's got shit to do. Wonder Woman's got shit to take care of. And they showed how, like it or not, there is an A-list team and a B-list team. And it didn't make them any less, you know, more important. But it showed how niggas knew their position. And I thought that shit was dope. What'd you think, man? Yeah, um, that was a, definitely a big thing for me. I, I never thought about, like, what happened after the big battle took place where the big wigs were going, everything like that. And they left it to the B-listers to clean up and sort things out. And with this specific situation, it, it, it blew my mind because, one, I would have never known... Dr. Light was who he was as a pro. I mean, before this, because of him fighting the Teen Titans, hey, you're, you're a B-lister, you're a small fry or whatever. Whole time, this guy is so good. He could take on the Justice League top members and everything like that and not necessarily win, obviously, but have his way around yeah. and do all these things. But they did him, and a sense, like you said, everyone has a reason for doing what they did, but they eradicated this man personality i guess the best worst parts of his um personality they crippled his soul yeah to pacify him and i mean even with that being did he still was able to take on the team titan so this guy was clearly a monster and even wiping his his memory and these bad parts couldn't destroy who he was you know yeah. as a bad person and the entire time at, you know as they have him bound up you know they have him captured and everything he's still talking shit I mean, this guy is rubbing it in like, yeah, you know, I'll find her again. Yeah. Susie, Susie, Susie. I'm going to fuck her again. I'm going to do this again. Hell and yeah. it was one of those, we got to fucking handle this guy. What are we going to do? So that nigga was rabbit. Like the, it, rabbit. It, it, it was, it was like, dog, this is a, this is the life you signed up for. Nigga, I'm out here. Like when they was like, send him to prison. And he was like, yeah, bet. So send me to the prison where all the other super criminals are. So I can tell them about <laughs> Susie. Let's do that shit. Bet. You know, and also like how they show when the uh, when they had the little F episode of Justice League or whatever, Super Friends, where they switch bodies, how like the villains took all the mask off and took pictures of themselves in the mirror and shit. And how they, you know, like I said, it was like the B team was like putting in the work. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, of course, who's the B team? The B team would be um, Flash, Green Lantern, Green Arrow and... Um, I think Zatanna. Yep, Zatanna, yep. And even with that, how they had the conversation about, like you were saying again, it was so dope because they literally had to pick sides about like some niggas was like, you know, it's cool. And like, you know, my man Green Arrow's like, all of us ain't invincible, nigga. I, I'm just a nigga who shoots arrows. If I can, you know, if some of us can save our family, it's not really about us individually, nigga. It's about our families. Him and Hawkman came to blows about that shit. And Flash, which I thought was pretty cool was the deciding vote. I mean, being here, big wig. Yeah, that nigga doesn't want to, you know, he's the perfect neutral nigga. Mm -hmm. So he was like, oh, I bet, you know. And 
when they mind wiped that nigga, and it was so dope because and then on the other side they showed how as organized as the heroes was, nigga, the villains was just that organized. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> they were. You know what I'm saying? And it was dope. And it was just showing how like some of them niggas was dope. And they had the higher tier niggas. They come through and they had a little satellite. They come through, get their money, talk, kick it, and dip. But then they had lower niggas. And it was like, this is so dope when they had Enter Captain Boomerang. This nigga is Captain Has Been. He's super over the hill as far as just fat, bloated. Just, just, just a loser. You know, so they saw like, this nigga selling drugs on the satellite where, you know, where they at and shit. But it was just dope even when they show how Batman had that bitch bugged and they bugged Batman's bug. So he couldn't get nothing from them. They knew them niggas was up there, but they didn't know what they was talking about. They dealing with that story. So after my man, after they whoop, what, what happened yet? They they was whooping after they whooped my man's ass. I don't know what happened. What happened with Dr. Light? He got his ass whooped. No, he didn't. He came oh, up yeah. there because I think he did get his ass whooped. They went and whooped that nigga's ass because they thought he did something and that nigga didn't. Yeah, they um they whooped him because they thought he uh had uh was a part of that. Well, you know what? That's moving ahead too fast. Go ahead. I'm missing. Yeah, you. yeah. Ahead. So so he goes to the satellite. I'm trying to go. I'm all, I'm all over the place. He goes to the satellite and he's he calls somebody like, yo, I need some help. I need some help. These niggas is tripping out here. You know, they coming for me. So who takes this nigga's bid? This nigga Deathstro. So he get that shit. So he, they trying to go get this nigga. That's what happened. Elongated man and the original team, him, Green, Atlanta, Green, Arrow, Flash, Hawkman. They went to go get this nigga because they was like, we know this nigga did this shit. They was G. They waited to after the funeral. Right after the funeral, everybody went their own way to five different people. These niggas went to the basement of the church. on some gangster shit. Plotting to kill a nigga at the funeral at the basement of a church. It gets totally no more gangster than that. But anyway... So they do that. So then they go and they get him. He already had Deathstroke. This nigga Deathstroke was so dope. And I, I, this is like, this is the shit they need in the movies. Because it shows you how tactically this nigga could take out at least a third of the Justice League by himself. Mm-hmm. By himself. They, they, this, is one of those, this is one of those where it's like, okay, let me show you how cold a guy can be who has... Um, all the tactical um, training as uh, Batman, yep. the intelligence, um, the hand-to-hand combat, the brutality for it. I mean, they, they literally made this guy exactly who he was, an assassin, top tier. Nonetheless, I'm at, I mean, no one's better than me. I'm going to show you guys how we whoop all your guys' ass. Even with all the powers you have, I'm going to put hands on you guys. Literally, I mean, they came down. We're talking about yeah. Flash, the Atom, Green Arrow, um, Hawkman. Oh, it was like six of them that ran up on him. Boom, Black Canary too. Even, yeah, Black Canary. Before they can even enter the building, boom, out comes Deathstroke. I'm that fucking guy. I'm on you guys' ass. Boom, bada bam. And he beat the shit out of them. I mean, the ass whooping that he put on them, the reason why it, it resonated with me, and um, again, um, I'm a big fan of the hand-to-hand combat because yep, it's, more of a, it's, a, it's a chess game, you yeah. know? He literally had to go against, first off, the, we, we're talking about the Green Lantern, right? Right there off bail is you're such a, at, at such a disadvantage. It makes no sense. I mean, anything comes to this guy's imagination, you can put on your ass. So you have to plan for someone who can think of anything, and then you yep. have the Flash. We're talking about you can blink, and he literally teleported. That's basically what what, what just happened. So it, it it showed that his not only his tactical um, aptitude is like on Batman's. Um, uh, tier, but yeah. it was one of those. I'm a bad guy, so 
I'm here to probably fucking kill you guys. So it's life or death. Oh, he so was trying. Was really nice. This nigga stabbed the Flash. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> let that shit see. This nigga was dope because this nigga had C5. And this nigga had it set up. So it was absurd. It was like, all, like it pretty much the way he had it was that for this nigga Flash to avoid all the explosions, he would have to end up directly behind this nigga. So then he used his cane, hit the button at the top, got the C5 going off. All this nigga had to do was just take a sword and just put it behind him. Instantly, this nigga Flash popped up with a sword in his chest. Like this nigga, <laughs> this nigga took them, took them. He hit Black Canary in the throat, made it so she couldn't, made it so she couldn't sing or yell at nobody. My man took out, he instantly took out green arrows, arrows. He cut the ends of the mugs off so he couldn't grab them. My man took out the atom with a laser pointer. <laughs> because <laughs> he knew that nigga was gonna go small and he was like when you go small nigga throwing atoms at your ass is like depending on how small you is it'd be like throwing buildings at your ass mm-hmm. made that nigga get big take out halt man like it was dope then while all this is happening this nigga dr light has a flashback and this nigga remembers they fucking took that nigga's mind so this nigga's just like ah wows the fuck out he's a he's at large you know what i'm saying so then, while all this shit is happening, you got, which is also, they, they, I wish, I know I'm bugging, I wish they would make this shit a movie. Like, if DC, if 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 you made it like a TV show, even if it was, it gotta got be animated, don't have it like this new fucking, uh, new Damien and Superboy and shit, the junk looks like proper the rapper. It do, have you seen that shit? No. Dog, you gotta, it, it looks... It looks like a video game cutscene. I'm so tired of all this cheap shit, man. And it's like, uh, just like that new Dragon Ball Super movie. Oh, it is just, uh, the the it's it wasn't like, worth it. The frame, okay, you know how like when they fight and it's like they'll show them like doing like oh like you know the super fight like punching and shit and they spinning and going up and shit. Mm-hmm. They the frame rate is so ass. All they can do is like they'll show like the fight from Piccolo's point of view, the fight from the other dude's point of view, but they can't show them doing too much. Because the frame rate for the animation, because it's all CGI, is so fucking slow. Oh, man. So it's not like how Z used to be when, like, niggas were like, Goku would smooth knock niggas the fuck out. Like, when he took my nigga Raccoon out. That was, that was hand-drawn, but that we getting off the subject. But even with that, like I said, with the whole uh, identity crisis, during this shit, also, which I said it should be something because it's mad plots within plots, you got Tim Drake, his father knows that he's robbing. He doesn't want this nigga to be robbing anymore and he's trying to get him off the streets and shit. Mm-hmm. Then you got why that parallel Boomerang finds out he has a son. He's trying to get in touch with his son, but his son wants nothing to do with him, you know, because he's a, he's a fucking bum. And so you got these two stories going on. Then you got the story where we just said about fucking Dr. Light. Then you got the story of him trying to find out who killed Sue Dibney, elongated man's wife. So they got everybody, nigga. They had fucking Adam going through the fucking, going through the fibers in the carpet. Like they was literally out looking for this, uh, looking for the killer in broad day with a flashlight. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they literally called in the Top Gun just to investigate her death. And they tried everything they could. Everything. I mean, DNA, um, like you said, shrunk Adam down. I mean, had all the top detectives come in and. Uh, go over the room. I mean, went over the security, which was top notch. I'm talking about top, top tier, yeah. not security. And it did make sense how she was murdered. So that's how they got to thinking Dr. Light 
was even the cause of it because of certain situations. I mean, you know what they did turn back in the past when they, you know, yeah. snatched his memory away from what he did to Sue. And um, it was it was crazy because the reason why he had this recognition or, or whatever, it, or his memory came back because the way they had jumped on Deadpool, you know, they yeah. all had like an arm, yeah, a foot, a leg, yeah. waist, neck, death stroke, I mean. And um, it reminded him in that moment of them holding him the same way. Like it was literally an identical um, situation that went on and boom, he remembered, bam. Everything blank out. Every, 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 you know, death stroke is gone. He's gone. The guys are battered and bruised yeah. on the ground, ass beaten, and you know, I don't know where Superman comes. So, you know what that means. And then, you know, it's dope. If you go back and check that shit out again, they show Batman in that first scene when they show it. You just don't pay attention to that nigga. Wow. They show that shit before. Foreshadowing. Batman's in the story later. But yeah, so I also like how they said like you know Superman and them popped up and shit. And I love I love my nigga Green Arrow. God, I love Green Arrow. This nigga don't give a damn about nobody. That nigga be popping shit about Superman. Like nigga, you got it took you long enough to get here. And they're like, quit being mean. This nigga could fucking travel fast as sound. You think this nigga couldn't get here? Mm -hmm. And I like how that nigga pointed out like he was saying like yo, when nigga because Flash's whole thing is what a Superman and them found out. And um, like I was saying um, damn. First of all, sorry y'all, this episode again is sponsored by Crown Royal Apple. Niggas, I'm on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being real out here. But yeah, like I said, it was sort of story or whatever. We bouncing around, but that's cool. It's the first one. We're going to get it down pat after a while. So cool. like I said, you got that story. So they trying to figure, like I said, with the, with the um, with Sue Dibney, they trying to figure out who killed her. Then, oh yeah, I forgot. Why this is going on, this nigga Adam, Ray Palmer, gets back with his ex-wife because while all this shit is happening he's him and his ex-wife are talking they're signing over these papers which is some comic book shit because she signed this nigga all his patents back over because she won that shit in the fucking divorce that shit would never happen in real life ever <laughs> ever but anyway that shit was cool so they getting closer and it makes sense they you know they getting closer because sue dibney died and she's hurt and all this other shit so Right after where we were talk, left off with uh, fucking when Superman popped up, I think something happens and uh, they, they hang. Sue, Sue gets hung. Uh, um, not Sue. Adam's wife gets hung. Uh, John Lorraine. That's her name. John Lorraine. She gets hung. He has to come over there. He saves her. All this shit. Which I think Adam needs his own movie because like Ant-Man is dope. I appreciate it. But if they did Adam right, yeah. that shit would be fun. This nigga can fucking like he'll call you. And then shrink down and go through the phone and hop out the phone where you're at. Like, nigga, tell me that. Of course, I know that's dated as fuck now because niggas don't have house phones anymore. So. Still, I think that's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, that's I think ass. that shit is dope as hell. Just in there. I know some people got house phones, but I think that shit is dope as fuck to have on screen or whatever. But anyway, so he saves her and shit. And then, you know, they getting back together, you know, because of the, the, the fear and all this shit. So we dealing with that. Then you got. This nigga, uh, uh, Captain Boomerang, he accepts a hit to kill somebody. So he was like, bet he gonna do this. He gonna get closer to his son. While this shit is happening, Tim Drake, Robin, telling his dad. Of course, y'all, we skipping some parts. This shit is old as fuck. If this shit sounds as exciting as we are trying to make it seem, please go out and buy and read this shit. I'm guarantee you, whatever it's worth, as long as they're not overcharging you, this shit is fucking worth it. But anyway... So you got that shit happening. Tim Drake's dad is like, you know, why don't you just stay home? You know, don't don't go out and patrol. And he's like, nigga, I got to, you know, because 
I got to help people. So he's like, okay, fine. So somebody sends Tim Drake's dad a gun. And it's like, protect yourself. So he's like, what the hell is this shit about? So while this shit is going on, again, they still trying to find the killer. None of this shit is adding up. They're like, we can't find out who killed her. So they go in, they're looking at all this shit. And then this is the dope part. So hold on, hold on. I'm not about to reveal that part yet because it's going to spoil the whole fucking part. <laughs> so then, like I said, we talked about it earlier. They, it talked about how like Superman, Batman, all of them. Yeah, but it was. They all dismissed shit. And they was like, what you mean? And he was like, uh, basically, you, you did it before. Y'all did it again. So it was, they telling Flash, because Flash is the main nigga, like, in they shit. But, like, I thought it was dope how Flash eavesdropped on these niggas. And he vibrated at a consistent rate that nobody could see this nigga but Hawkman. And he called that nigga out. Then I thought it was also, oh, yeah, I forgot. And forgive us, y'all. Well, forgive me, because I'm, I'm on that shit. And then they called out this nigga Green Lantern because that nigga was there but invisible. So they called him and basically they, they explained how they had to do it again. Who was that shit for? No, that, that what happened. Batman showed up. That Batman had showed up initially when they wiped Dr. Light's mind. And I thought it was so dope how, side note, this is how dope Batman is. And I know a lot of y'all going to get mad. You got two of probably the biggest Batman stands you will ever find. And hey, hate it or love it, this is what it is. I like how, and I knew he, I knew you was gonna lie, you gonna like this, Matt. That it's not about Batman, but when Batman's in it, it becomes about Batman. Facts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like the story's not about that nigga, but when the Batman, like the moment, as a fan or anybody who knows Batman, the moment you seen the fucking teleporter, and Batman pop up, and that nigga was like, "What the hell are y'all doing to that man?" And they couldn't stop. The only thing they could do to stop that nigga is to freeze him with magic. Because they had no answer for that nigga. They was like, they was scared when they saw how mad that nigga was. Okay, now, okay, so I'm reading it, and in comes Batman. Okay, obviously, you know, got a hard on immediately. I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> it started. It yeah. has fucking started. So I'm, I'm thinking Batman's about to have this long, drawn-out part. You know, obviously, I want him to a DC Detective yeah, Comics. Yeah. Who the fuck doesn't want Batman in Detective Comics? Right. So anyway, in comes Batman. And what bothers me the most about this whole thing was, what, well, it's two things, okay? Okay. One, I'm like, how in the fuck did they stop Batman? I don't care. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. It's Batman, okay? Yeah. Batman fanboy. No, no games here. And then the second part, this is, this is what threw me off about uh, this is what glitched to me when it came to Batman part. And I could be overthinking it. I could be wrong. But this is just me fanboying. Okay. Batman's whole thing is he trusts no one. He expects everyone, I mean, the worst out of everyone, no matter what. I mean, even Superman. You know what I mean? And Superman is looked at it as just omniscient fucking good person, okay? Just that he's just that the, every, the person everyone wants to be. Everyone strives to be the man of the future or whatever. So when Batman transports... To the watchtower, I, I know in Batman mind, he's like, okay, everybody knows exactly where I'm going to be me and that and everything like that. So I would assume Batman would just have some type of yeah. plan in place to where he could never be stuck, even if people knew exactly what time he was beaming, where he was and everything. But the thing is, this might have been the most unexpected thing in, in I mean, ever. Batman yeah. had no reason to believe that these guys would do this to him. I mean, to even have the goal to attack Batman. I mean, Superman walks on air chairs around Batman at times. So 
for, for you guys to think that they're going to do anything. And they caught him. I was, I'm not going to say I was disappointed. I was just hurt for a second because I'm such a Batman fan. Yeah. Uh, of course, all you other Batman fans out there understand that nothing stops or haunts, haunts Batman, period. Nothing. So the fact that this happened, it, it, it hurt me, but then it all made sense because he was beaming to his friends, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I just had to get that out because... And it was dope. Even with that, later on in the story, they touch on that shit. Yes. It's like, you know, Batman wouldn't let that stand. That's why I love this nigga Green Arrow. He was like, nigga, you think Batman don't know? He said, do you really think Batman don't know? Like when he was saying, like, what if Superman finds out? The nigga can hear a hummingbird in China. You think he can't hear my ass right now? Niggas hear what they want to hear. And that's what he was showing how, like, low-key Batman... Because you know Batman records his fucking cow. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, I nigga looked at that shit was like, it ain't even worth me fucking with. There's bigger shit to be dealing with. Batman doesn't have spare time. You know what I'm saying? And that was dope. Like you were saying, you know, they caught him. And then you would think, like, damn. But at the end of the day, even with that, like, Batman is a man at the end of the day. That nigga's not above magic. I'm pretty sure right. after that shit, he, he was. But oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> After that shit, he probably most definitely was. But at that point, that was so dope. They stopped him, and then even then, they knew they had to hurry up and make that fucking decision because they didn't know how long that shit was gonna last. You know, figure it out. Figure it out. You know what I'm saying. So why this shit is going on? They trying to figure out what I love. How this nigga Batman is like, yo, who profits? Who profits? We got to figure out who profits. If you figure that shit out, you'll find out who did this shit. So while this shit is going on, they got this dope parallel of fatherhood between boomerang and tim drake's dad you got tim drake's dad who's trying to, he's a single father trying to do his best to take care of his son who he finds out is 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 now robin so he worries for his son and you know because as a good parent even if your kid is tim drake you can't allow that nigga to go fight crime you can't it's just it's just against the rules it's like yeah as a parent you can't yeah you can go out there and fight grown men with knives you just, it's just, you just can't, you know. No sir. And even if you know that nigga's trained by Batman, you'd be like, I'd be like, look, I'm about to go to sleep and turn on some music. If you were going to fight crime with Batman, it'd be hard for me to hear. That's the best <laughs> I could do, you know. But you got that, then you got my man Boomerang, Captain Boomerang, who was legit trying to make something of himself. This nigga's at rock bottom. He's like, and it's a messed up parallel to come, a point to come to, but he's like, man, fuck it. All I have is this son who I didn't know I have. Let me try to kind, you know, and he gets in touch with him and stuff. Then he finds out this nigga is a speedster, which I always thought they should put this nigga in the movie. In movies and shit, this nigga's a dude who throws boomerangs who has super speed. It's an old gimmick, but I just think the fact this nigga can throw a boomerang and catch that bitch and throw it again is kind of dope. Like he could catch, he could throw it, run to where it's going, catch it, throw it, and just it's anyway. So that shit is dope because they're showing how like that nigga's trying to do a big score. So him and his him and his son, he's trying to impress his son. Like, hey, look, I'm gonna be on the front page. Watch tomorrow. I'm gonna be on the news, baby. We gonna be number one. So he tries to go, and whoever calls a contract puts a contract on Tim Drake's dad. Now, again, don't forget this shit is still going on where they're trying to figure out who killed Sil Dibney. They've got even the Justice Society doing like everybody's doing an autopsy on her. So while this shit is going on, Boomerang breaks in Tim Drake's dad's house. Now, don't forget, y'all. Somebody got delivered a gun to his to Tim Drake's dad was like, protect yourself. 
So Captain Boomerang comes in, breaks in, throws a boomerang, hits uh, Tim Drake's dad in the chest. Tim Drake's dad busts off a couple shots, shoots Captain Boomerang. Both these niggas down. Why this shit is going on? Oracle is calling Batman. Like, yo, dude, you have to get to Tim Drake's house. Captain Boomerang is breaking in. Now, another part, like we were saying before earlier, not Batman's story. But when Batman's in the story, it's about Batman. Batman's you know what I'm saying? So then instantly you got to put yourself where Batman is at. His whole thing is, his whole MO, his whole thing is to make sure what happened to him happens to nobody ever again. So you got this nigga who pretty much all his wards. And if you get into it, we'll probably do an episode about that later on. Because trust us, my nigga, long as my nigga Matt is going to be here. And if he's here for the long run, like I think he is, we're going to be reviewing a lot of Batman. Batman. So it's like, and even with this shit right here. So like I say, he said he he here. We're going to knock this shit out. I got a whole plan. I'm starting here. This shit has to low key. I'm going to give you all a hint through from the next couple of reviews that we're going to do for this unnamed segment of the podcast is Green Arrow. Keep that in mind. Green Arrow to through through all a whole bunch of these comics we're about to start reading based in these Justice League, which is why I'm getting away from it, but this is why I wanted him to read this shit. So when we get into, like I said again, remember y'all, Green Arrow, when we get into these stories, I love how you can make a story by having many parts and advancing different characters and it makes it dope. So it's just remember that this is this is the point about it. So anyway, Batman is going. He's hauling ass to go save Tim Drake's dad. Tim Drake is just fucked up. Why this shit is happening? Boomerang's son called his dad. So he's like, what the fuck happened? Oh, so we got two sons on different sides of the spectrum freaking out. You got one who's crying for the father that he wants but never knew. Then you got the other dude crying for the father he knew, but he had to be he had to be somebody else to to be Robin. So it's like it's, a, it's a, almost a perfect parallel. Then you got Batman in the middle, who at essence is just a big ass kid. So he's he takes, you know, that nigga Robin there. Robin is like, man, he don't listen to nothing. Nobody says he runs in the house, grabs his dad and shit. And a nigga nut up and it's this dope spread of <laughs> Batman holding Tim Drake. Consoling him while he's crying, all you can really see is like one of Tim Drake's eyes. And it just looks shot. Like he's just destroyed. And I think like this part, because also, you know, with the whole mystery going on, it's like, I don't know how you felt. But for me, while I was reading this shit, I really wasn't invested in this Captain Boomerang story until it started getting to this when these two stories started to cross. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um... I, I honestly thought that was the downside of it at first until it crossed. I'm like, okay, I don't really care about this. I don't want to know anything about him. This this second grade guy or whatever. I mean, has been. I don't care about this. And then, boom. They throw Tim Drake in there. Boom. Oh, he's about to kill his father. Boom. Batman. Batman is racing. Batman is saying, I'm not going to let it happen. Boom. Batman is too late. Wow. Shit just got real. Like, yep. It got real as fuck. I mean, you know, Batman didn't make it. I mean, and not only did he not make it, I mean, this has a cataclysmic effect on Tim Drake as a person and who he is. I just lost my father while the man who lost his father in the same simple in a similar situation is doing everything in his power to get me there and it's not enough. Now my hero is no longer 
at that level anymore. You're not God. Like I know now that you can't be everywhere and you can't save everyone. It, it, it in that moment, I just tried to put myself in, in, in Tim's shoes and I'm like, wow, the disappointment, the, the self-loathing, I mean, the, you know, you're only dead because of me. Exactly. He's fucked from two different sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like he came for you because I'm Robin. If I was here, could I had saved him? Then if I was faster, could I had saved him? Then you add this nigga was a teenager. He's in high school. Nigga, you're a grown man. You couldn't deal with that shit. And that's the shit that was so dope about it. It made it real as fuck. It showed that nigga, alone. no, everybody's catching L's out here. Like, nigga, it's just not certain. No, everybody's taking L's. Like, when you was hurt when Sugak, you know, when my man, he raped her. Okay, fine. Watch how you don't care about Captain Boomerang. I'm going to make you like him. I'm going to make you mm-hmm. feel just something for Captain Boomerang. Then I'm going to kill him. Both of them niggas died. So that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So then we dealing with that. And then it's like, it's dope. About to be wrapping this up in a minute. Side note, y'all, we not going to cover everything in this story. And this is why... I want my man Matt to read this and I want y'all to tell y'all about it because the art is great. The art is just great. Even especially going back to the scene when Deathstroke fought the Justice League and how the niggas just standing there so calm. Dr. Light cowering behind him and how he just set off the C5 and how Flash is just running. You got to remember Flash is damn near running past the speed of sound. And this nigga knows when to set this shit off. Like the art, even when like, you know, they showed, like you said earlier, Dr. Light, when he screamed and was like, no more or whatever. And just even what they got to cover with Michael, uh, I think it was Michael Turner did. I mean, I had one with just the lighting was so beautiful where they had all the Justice League sitting in Zatanna in the middle of them making light with her hand. And it's so dope because usually they make an orb, you know, when you're drawing and make the orb. No, it's just color. It's just brightness in her hand. It's so dope. But they start and get to the to the root of it. They oh. get somebody to go inside of Sue, uh, of Sue Dibney's mind, her brain. This is how it's why, like, if y'all do the Justice League, I don't have to show the formation of the Justice League. The dopeness is about how thorough these niggas are. Thorough. They were thorough. You would have think they were for they were above a friendly team. I mean, like they had everyone that was in there had a power to where they were compromising the room, whether they were hovering, whether they were on. Um, created form platforms that they made or something like that, and they were investigating everything. I'm talking about from the tables to the chairs to the curtains to the the, the um, different dimensions, lines. different <laughs> dimensions. I mean, like you know, looking at different spectrums of light. And side note, before I forget about this, if if we have any um, spirit detective buffs out there, you know, the scroll buttons and everything like that, I, I'm gonna give you an idea of how Deathstroke was standing there. He was standing there like the Tagore brother, like he was unmovable, like no one could fuck with him. Meanwhile, yep. you had Dr. Light behind him, kind of like with his fingers kind of on his shoulders, saying it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's going to fuck you guys up. And the whole time, Deathstroke is sitting there like, oh, I got this. Now, I'm going to give you guys a parallel of the fighting and what I mean by why he's talking about the tactician that Deathstroke is. He was literally like how Mike Guy told um, Rockley and he told... The rest of them, I'm gonna make sure this is your 400 and something kick, and yep. no, no, no shit. 400 kicks, le- I mean 400 moves later, the kick was there. He literally didn't even stab back 
to stab the Flash. He let the Flash run into his blade. So, they like, think about it. That nigga just had the sword underneath his arm just tucked there. Just tucked there. I said, oh, my God. And that nigga just popped up with a sword in his chest. Like, ow. Like, the, <laughs> like I like the nigga to think, like, yo, I, I'm going to, like I said, when we, we going back and forth, but it don't matter. The whole point is we're, this shit is dope. If we're reviewing something, it's dope. But to hit the atom with a laser point, like, that's the, you know, it's like with that. But it was, you know, going back to the point you're trying to make, like, even with the whole thing with Sue Dibney, and this is the thing with the Justice League, it's like them niggas move like a fucking organism. And it was just like, even with the funeral and how just so many little touches they had in the shit, like how they said Sue's dad wanted to hold the back corner of the casket during the funeral because it was the heaviest part. And you got to imagine, nigga, Superman and these niggas is holding the casket. But to let this nigga, they know they don't need, nigga, Superman can hold it with a finger. With but a for finger. them to know, like, hey, we got you, dog. We gonna, we gonna give you the honor. We know you're not carrying that shit, because the nigga was old. But that shit was dope. Like how they had a real funeral, and then for them niggas to stay after that shit. It was a fake funeral. The body wasn't there. We couldn't, we couldn't take the risk of the villains showing up and doing some shit. But back to the point we was making again, is that they had that, the atom shrink in there, and that's when the niggas saw it was footprints in her head on her brain so it's like oh shit so then they go into the atom like nigga what you do like nigga what you talking about and then this nigga starts thinking so he's like man that shit is crazy i don't get it so he's talking to his wife he did john lorraine was talking and then they in the bed and then she says some shit about like um uh yeah when they delivered the package to think tim drake's dad some shit she slipped up and it was so dope because they, they was about to fuck. So the nigga turned the light off and she, the nigga turned that bitch back on and was like, nigga, who told you that shit? He was like, oh, yeah, you know, blah, 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 people keep talking. Nigga was like, and it's so dope. It's dope because every member of the Justice League is a legit problem in themselves. It's no weak links. Like, and it's not trying to put, you know, put Justice League against the Avengers. But as you can see in this shit again, like we said, and oh, I know you people just mad. Every pretty much prime player in this shit was B and C list. Mm -hmm. But each one of these niggas within themselves was something to be dealt with. Yeah. Even the Adam was like a, all these, like elongated man was like, nigga, they got me for my uh, detective skills, not for my superpowers. All these niggas was, you know, so when this nigga found out, and I thought this shit was so dope, and I was like, I know this nigga Mac gonna love this shit. <laughs> when he found out, and his wife was like, and I love, she was like, all right, so what? Fuck it, I did it, nigga. We got back together. You was happy. We got the spark back. What the fuck is you mad for? Because, I mean, let's be real. What you going to do? Put your wife in prison? What you going to do? Hit me? Come on. Put me in prison, big bad man. Nigga, next scene with this nigga walking out of Arkham, dog. Arkham? Like, what you thought this was? I ain't playing no goddamn game. <laughs> that nigga was like, yeah, dog, dog. And he was like, you want to do this and that and call it the Justice League? And I like how this nigga wasn't a hoe ass. He like, as a man, you can see how this nigga was legitimately hurt. Oh yeah, he was—he was definitely conflicted. I mean, he—I mean, I mean, but at the end of the day, I mean, you really kind of have to—it boils down to a couple of things. I mean, Batman's gonna figure it out. Figure it out. I mean, he's yeah. gonna figure it out. I mean, one thing that Batman said from the very beginning, he said, "Who benefits?" That, yep. that was always the question. It's kind of like one of those um, follow the money type of deals. Yep. This situation is who benefits the most, who gains from this. And eventually it would have came out like this because eventually they found those footprints inside the brain. And again, those footprints would have been 
broken down to the point where they had to find a shoe size if she had a limp or uh, yeah. uh, whatever because that's just how thorough they are you know so it was just a matter of time but the fact that one he did not send oh no he did not fucking send he said oh no um fuck this shit on top of that she littered the gall and the lack of fucking um remorse that she had with the whole yeah. situation oh it just it just it made it so much better it was like oh you're a villain now <laughs> like <laughs> you're a villain now yeah and it's dope how they did it like that shit melted and so before we forget she killed this bitch she gave her an aneurysm then she set the body on fire with a flamethrower so imagine that and the fact that the nigga they had to go inside her body the atom and look all over and this nigga now charred body with a flamethrower nigga found footprints on her brain keep that shit in mind but like when he found out and that nigga was like, all oh, like he was saying, the gall she had, because at the end, she tried sympathy, she tried love, and was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna try to bully your ass. And that nigga was like, damn, man, I really was hoping, fuck. That nigga dropped her off at Arkham, the Justice League, and which is dope, like he was saying, I imagine when the Justice League was hitting that nigga up, that was Batman putting it together. Mm-hmm. I imagine on my, I imagine that was Batman, like nigga, I found out, and this shit was so dope that this nigga Adam just disappeared into nothing. That's how fucking hurt this nigga was. And they just showed him walking away and he just went bloop. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it was, it, was, it was one of those things. And see, the and the thing, okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, I was totally surprised. Like, I couldn't have guessed this. However, I did have my suspicions. And the reason why I had my suspicions was one thing that threw me off um, was her. Um, I don't know if we talked about this because we, we were all over the place, but, you yeah. know, this shit is dope, you guys. So one of the things that threw me off was when she got um, well, she got hung. Um, she didn't die, but someone tried to hang her. And, yeah. you know, what threw me off was, like, Adam came in at the perfect time to save her. And every it just seemed more so like all the other deaths was more... Um, planned out and it was a, a, a for sure thing like these people yeah. are gonna die no matter what and in my head I'm like hold on so you you get away with killing these motherfuckers and you set it up to that extent and you fall a short of killing her like this is where you fall short this is you only get three the only nigga in. you failed to kill yeah and, and I'm just like something's not adding up like why and and and, but I still couldn't put my finger on it. I mean, like, I was totally thrown off or everything like that. That was just something that wasn't answered. And obviously, it was answered later on. But when it comes to, like, you have to be on your shit to point this out from the beginning to see that she was the culprit and everything like that. I mean, this was really a great detective book. And yep. It wasn't necessarily about powers. It was more so about um, my mind. And uh, you have to be on your shit. And this was so clever and so well thought out. It was one of the best, honestly, the best comics I've ever read. And I, I, I mean that. And I'm not even, I don't give compliments. I'm telling the truth. I literally could not believe how good this was. You guys really have to read Identity Crisis. I mean, even if you have to read it um, one page at a day or whatever like that, I'm telling you, get your eyes on this. Do not let someone else read it to you. Read it yourself and digest it. It is really that good. And, and if you read it, read it twice. And like he was saying, for me to piggyback on what he was saying, this is the reason why, and this is why I wanted to start this shit. We're going to eventually come up with a name for this segment. But this is the reason why I wanted to start it with this shit, because it's just a great written and drawn out story. 
And it's like, it's dope. Like he was just saying, you can read it. And if you're paying attention and you got you got it, it gives you the answer. Like, wow, mm-hmm. there it is. But then also with that shit, if you watch it, I mean, you read it and you go back, it's so many different layers and shit that you can get into. And like you can watch, read it and read it. And I say watch it because when I'm reading this shit, it's like a movie in my mind. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But you can read this shit and it's so well written and it's so dope. Like I said, we said earlier. It's a story within a story within a story within a story. Yes. And, you know, when you look at it, like I said, even from the Tim Drake, and it's like, I, you know, you didn't care. You got the parallels with that and how you got Green Arrow. Like, yo, the niggas who you think is the big dogs, nigga really ain't gods like you th- think they is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Them, them niggas ain't dumb like you think they are because, nigga, I know I'm not this slick. That shit is dope. And it shows the difference between the niggas who handle Omega level threats and niggas who handling shit on the streets. <laughs> it definitely does. You know what I'm saying? Like if Batman fucks up, millions of niggas die. Or the world, or Superman fucks up, the world may die. <laughs> and like, you know, like I said, this whole story is just dope because A, it's the, most of the tough point until they did this whole big fucking reboots. They did like three of them. The crisis shit was dope. It was like the cultivation of all the shit you read coming before this shit and just just the story in itself and i love how again remember this y'all green arrow they showed him and his son and he just like after this shit dealing with that and he was like you know told his son like i love you boy you know you know you ready to go all right let's go but then this is back before his son becomes who he's supposed to be the red arrow and stuff like that but like he was saying and matt was saying you know please go out check this shit out read it go to comicsology or whatever download this shit because it's just and again, this is the thing I'm trying. I'm going to close. You know, we're going to close on this shit. Like for me, dealing with mental health and all this shit would help me through a lot of my times is reading comic books and reading comic books, watching anime and it's things that I've seen the villains did that I'm like, that's something I would do. Wow, that nigga seems like a jerk. I won't do that <laughs> shit, you know, and just like and then just reading shit and just being able like if you're depressed, if you're sad, you got problems or whatever. I'm telling you, you get a good story like this or anything else we're going to review because that's all we're reviewing is top-notch shit. I guarantee you, if you smoke, y'all, roll up. You want to sip a little bit, sip a little bit. I promise you, you read this shit, you will be like, what? Shit. Oh, my God. Snap. I'm telling you, and it'll just take you out of wherever you at. It's a good way to relax and shit, you know what I'm saying? Then if you buy them, you get enough of them, you got a collection, and it's cool to sit back and peruse through your shit. Definitely. Um, I would... um say another big thing that um this is not necessarily um about the comic it's about the you know this how um we gotta start moving as a unit and have a collective and look out for each other especially when it comes to our mental health listen to me when i tell you this much guys when people have on dc or marvel whether you're a dc or marvel fan and you see they have on the the merchandise and everything like that compliment on them compliment whoever it is on that because it can start a conversation that can lead to a friendship that can lead to a podcast that can lead to you helping millions or thousands of other people um express themselves voice their opinions start their journey etc cetera, etc cetera. because guess what this 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 right here this podcast this friendship it started literally off of having on anime having on dc and marvel merchandise and yeah. want us noticing it and kicking shit with each other like hey that's a dope ass shirt thanks you know da 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 so you know that's a big thing that guys need to get into don't be afraid to approach another um dc or anime or just a uh, marvel fan or anything like that they have it on trust me they're wearing it for a reason they are wearing it for a reason you do not just have this on to have it on 
don't get me wrong, some people do, but not most of us. Whether it's a, it's, it could be a man that's 50, it could be a man that's 23. Trust me, that's a good conversation starter and it can really, really change someone's life by you saying something to them. And, and also, hey, 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 niggas, check this shit out. You see a woman lady who got that <laughs> shit on? Don't just assume that she don't know shit about it. Just start talking about that shit. That's a hell of an end if you ever had an end. You see a chick with a Dragon Ball Z shirt on, if she watches it, that's a guaranteed end to a 30-minute conversation, at the least. If you ever had a shot, there you go. Don't say we didn't try to help y'all. We try to teach you, and we try to learn you. There you go. But, yeah, you know, a lot of times with the shirts and shit, I just, like I said, for us, we had my man, neighbor, Matt, we started talking, and it was like, oh, yeah, this and that, Batman, I like Batman, yeah. Nigga, I named my daughter Talia after uh, Talia Al Ghul. Oh, man, nigga, that's sweet. Da-da-da-da. So, you know, a lot of my friends I've got, you know, the few friends that I have, actually, you know, I've, I've gotten to be cool with them over shit like that. But I've also, you know, check this shit out, y'all. You know, it's Identity Crisis. Of course, we both said we would recommend this shit. I would definitely get this shit maybe like a, I don't want to be biased, but I'm going to say I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a four out of five. What say you, sir? Um, it's, I, 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 it's hard to be biased, and I say that only because batman wasn't in this so kind of it's like I, I mean he was in it but not like i like batman in it I yeah yeah 100 pages i need batman in 90 of them okay yeah but um i would um <laughs> but this is just me personally again i don't do i don't give compliments i just tell the truth me for me personally this was a five out of five i mean the dialogue um Facts. stories within stories um not the overuse of superpowers um a congruent story i mean just the fact that it made total sense the fact that they were able to not necessarily outsmart, but to uh, on a low level beat Batman. That within itself was um, a master feat um, uh, to me. So, uh, whenever you can introduce a way to beat Batman and still tell a, tell a great story that has nothing to do with him and has just a slice of him in it, and the dialogue be good, you're definitely a five out of five for me. So I'm gonna have to go. This has been a perfect story um, for the DC universe, and I'm so happy that you introduced it to me. So yeah, five out of five for sure. I think I, I only said four because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be biased, but definitely I would give this a five. And it's like from here, the yeah. stories is only going to get better. Because, I mean, of course, like I said before, if we're reviewing it, it's because we like it and it's dope. Like this is this whole podcast within the podcast that we're trying to do is like, yeah, it's only for dope shit. I'm trying to only talk about shit that we like and not say positive but just put y'all up on new shit. So if you don't know about shit, everything we talking about, you can hop on and when you go back. Hopefully, when we're doing a lot of these, you can go back and you can see shit. Like I said, I have to remember y'all, Green Arrow, through line. It'll make sense a long time from now, but trust me, you'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah, nigga. But take this time out, man. Matt, I want to say thank you, man. I appreciate you, you know, being here. And it's been a lot of fucking obstacles between, you know, for us to get this recording done. Because unless y'all didn't know, we supposed to been did this shit. But y'all don't know because we only dropping once a month now. But like I was saying, man, thank you. I appreciate you taking time out and actually they're taking a recommendation and be like i'll check that shit out there's a lot of time niggas don't want to myself included i'm niggas don't want to listen to people and be like check this shit out because like another thing we cool on is one piece i had niggas tell me about one piece for the longest and i'm like i don't like the art style i want to read that shit and then i eventually got into it and then i'm talking to other niggas like about one piece like nigga one piece is a shit i got my daughter reading the shit now you know what i'm saying but yeah, but like I said, man, thank you. I appreciate it. I hope we can keep doing this, man, and eventually coming up with a name for this shit. And like, I can't wait to get this out so people can hear it. 
Um, thanks for having me. Um, this has been quite the journey for me again. Um, I'm happy that I was put up on this uh, comic. Like, you have no idea. I can't actually wait to tell more people about it, a couple of my friends and everything like that. So, you know, when uh, we come up with the name and everything like that, we're going to drop more. And this is not going to be a one-time thing. I'm telling you people, tune in, oh, tune shit. in, tune in. We are here. Okay? Yes. We are here. Yes. Bet. And with that, y'all, we're going to say peace out because, ironically, my fucking recorder is on one battery cell. And I will be pissed if this shit does not record all this shit. So we about to end this shit right here. Peace out. Okay. Bet. This is the end of part one of this episode brought to you by Crown Royal Apple and weed. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank y'all for listening. And if for those who, who was excited to see this shit pop up in your podcast feed, what up there? You the only nigga I know who be getting on my ass. I appreciate that shit. And this is for you, my baby. So, yeah, check it out. Part two is coming real soon. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. Boo-bye.